guys, what's up? This is Amanda Grace Benitez. You're listening to LLA on Dash Talk Radio. What up, everybody? You are listening to LLA with Jake and Lenny. I'm one of your co-hosts, Lenny Hernandez. I am sitting here next to a very handsome, recently shaved man. I almost told him not to shave because our guest today has a giant beard, so I almost told him don't shave so that way we could have a beard off. But it's okay because yesterday he had... An audition, so we had to shave and look bare face, look like a child. Yes. This man child, my co-host <laughs> over here, Jake FH. What up, everybody? I, I'm jealous of your beard, by the way. Don't be. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> and that beard, that fabulous beard. Yeah. That man who just said something in the background. It is filmmaker Thomas Hennessy. Woo! Yeah, like I'm stoked to be here, but there's no there's no jealousy in the beard game. The beard, the beard game is a supportive group. It's not a competition. It's not my beard is better or your beard is better. It is a group of people that are enthusiastic about the ability to grow facial hair, and we support each other. There's no jealousy. There's no, it's no so there no is beef. there's no dick measuring when it comes to beards. No, not at all. I think it's, it's the all opposite. Welcome. I find that most beard people are in general just like, hey, nice beard, nice mm. beard. Nobody's ever like. My beard's way better. Than <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not. It's completely the opposite of dick measuring. It's more just like, That's hey, true. nice beard. You know, it's just the thing. You know, you support each other. You see somebody in need and they've got a beard. You're more likely to be like, hey, that's like one of the bearded brotherhood out there. I'm gonna get out there. I see Lenny is the double thinking about joining it right now. He's he's working on it. He's on his way there. Lenny, do you ever get bigger than that right there? Uh, only if I'm. <laughs> That is very true. <laughs> Lenny, do you ever get bigger than that? And I go, no, this is as big as it gets. Uh, when it comes to the beard game, unless I'm in something that like I'm purposely growing my beard out, you mm. know, like somebody's like, I grow your beard out. Then this is about as long as it gets. I wanted to shave today, but you know, knowing that Thomas was coming in, I was like, I got to make sure my beard game is, is yeah, but don't feel thick. insecure. Yeah. You don't have to feel insecure That's about the lesson it. Here. Like even your beard in the state that it's in right now, I respect it. Look, if it gets any longer than this, it starts looking like ball hair. More than that's this. what it does. That's what they yeah. all look like. And then it <laughs> turns into this flowing, <laughs> like. cascading I mean, it, river. Have you seen like pictures of like Leonardo DiCaprio when he's not working on a movie? Yeah. I mean, it's ball hair all over his face, <laughs> hair all a mess. Like he just grows that stuff out. But that's Let's Leonardo DiCaprio. He can look good <laughs> yeah. with yeah. dog shit on his face. That's what I'm saying. Though, if, even if he can do it. We can do it. Yeah, we that's can true. Do it. That's right. That's true. Yeah, that's if right. Leo DiCaprio can do it. Leo can do it. We can do it. I just watched Django again last week. Yeah, if, nice. if he can do that, then I can break my hand through glass I know. and keep doing a scene and then get snubbed for an Oscar for no reason when he should have won that one. Well, should have won a lot. I mean, the who cares about the Oscars? Does anybody <laughs> even watch that? No. They, is that even on no. TV anymore? I've heard that for this year, they're getting rid of all the technical bullshit, so they're not going to air like, oh, best uh, sound mixing. They're yeah. just going to like gloss Aww. over it. It's yeah. sad for the people that it's are sad sounding. for the people exactly. Yeah. yeah, but the viewer at home they don't give a fuck. The viewer cares True. about like four, five categories: exactly. like best, best, best actor, best director, best, actor, best, director, supporting, best picture, yeah. supporting actor. That's, that's like the it. thing they can see on the screen. Exactly, you best know. actress, supporting. Yeah. Actor, no one cares yeah. about best editing, right? But I mean, we. But do. I, yeah, we do. But I do feel bad for the people. Yeah, that are in the. Category. I mean, it's sad. What about best song? They probably care yeah. about that. I think that the Definitely. general, like the flyover state audience, cares about the things that they understand it can consume on the screen so it's so if it's they can see an actor on the screen they see the movie they can hear a song uh visual effects they might even be into that animation stuff like that things that they can consume some of the more i think like difficult technical kind of side of things especially when it comes to like sound mixing and editing things that people don't really have a 
a firm grasp on exactly what that means. I mean, and they know it's hard. They know it takes skill, but they don't really fully understand it as much. I just don't think that it's it's harder to engage them in that. Then. And then every year it seems like they have to explain what sound mixing and sound editing is like right before they do yeah. the, the, here it is, here's the nominees. It's like, before we show you the nominees, let's show you what we are talking about yeah. by showing you a 35 <laughs> second thing of silence yeah. and then what it sounds like after, you know, they do the sound mixing and editing. Yeah. So they just, people don't care. I didn't know, I didn't hear that. I hadn't heard yet that they were just going to eliminate all of those. Yeah. They're, they're going to eliminate airing it, not like doing it. Excuse me. You all right? Mm. I had coffee, but it always has like the reverse effect on me. <laughs> <laughs> it puts me in a sedated. Well, you know what? Like come bedtime tonight, I'll be up. Like that's how it kicks in like hours later. Oh, I'm the worst. I'm just like, I am the worst when it just bedtime in general. Like I'll be sitting on the couch. It's like eight o'clock at night and I'm like, I'm starting to feel kind of sleepy. I'm going to get to bed early tonight. Yeah. And then for some reason, like 1030 or 11 hits and I'm like wide awake, ready to go, you know, <laughs> hit the gym or something. Instead, I don't hit the gym. Instead, I just hit the, like a bottle of whiskey or something yeah, instead. That's and, the gym. and then I'm up till four in the morning and then the next morning, I'm like, oh, how did I do that? You know, <laughs> you know so. I gemmed at like 1030 a couple days ago. Did you say gemmed? Gemmed. Yeah. Gemmed. Gemmed. Oh. A gem. I thought you said I gemmed like like a stone. I thought it was like it was like your word for peaked. I gemmed. Yeah. Uh, at like you know ten thirty, and then was up until like three in the morning because I drank a bunch of pre workout. So that was. I suggest Whoa, wait, never what doing is that. pre-workout? I, I'm not one of these gym caffeine, rats, but I see memes of like, Oh, when that pre-workout kicks in and it's like, what, what, <laughs> what is it? Coke? Is it it's, crystal? Like it's basically a caffeine and like vitamin, uh, like B12. Like it's a, it's a focusing and caffeine bomb. Okay. So is that good for your heart rate to have that? And then to work out? Hell and like no. Pump up? Hell no. I was about to say like, that can't be good. No. But I mean, it gets it. It does get you pr- like past the point of wherever you start to like fade off. Oh, it's like so. Once your endurance goes out, it gives you like another boost. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's like you know, after like my thirty-five minute like bike work, uh, yeah, uh, warm up. I'm just like, man, I'm tired. I'm done. But then I'll hit some of the pre-workout. Oh, you do it while you're. I, th- I thought yeah. you do it pre going pre to the gym. and then during. Yeah. Oh. And then I'll hit a little bit of it and I'll be like, you're oh like, shit, I'm good to go again. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so dangerous to me. Uh, yeah, I'm that crashed. doesn't sound very healthy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm not a healthy man, so for me to say that. Yeah, I mean, me neither. I mean, but I just feel like, like if you're going to the gym, it's because you were making a conscious yeah, effort to, exactly. to do healthy things. It seems counterintuitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to blow your heart up. Yeah. <laughs> That's why all those athletic fucks die. <laughs> it's true. Because so, their heart rate just <laughs> yeah, explodes. I did well. I'm not disagreeing at all. I mean, it's really bad for me. But you're I, perpetuating. Oh like, my god! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Look, if it can help me work out longer, then yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the uh, it's the uh, what's the pill? I can't even think of the erectile dysfunction. Viagra. It's the, the Viagra. Or whatever. It's the Viagra of working out. Yeah. Okay. Pre workout. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that sometime. <laughs> Let's circle that back around. Come back to that. Yeah. Get back to that Viagra. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah. Thomas, man, how long have you, 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 couple of movies that I watched the last couple of days, um, another time, uh, on Hulu right now. Right now. Check it out. Just came out this week on Writ- Hulu. Written and directed. Yes. Co-write, co-written and yes. directed uh, by you. That is correct. So what? What, uh, tell, tell me all about it. How'd you, where'd you come up with the concept of it from start to beginning? Go. Go. Uh, so, well, it's pretty ridiculous. It, it, the whole idea is pretty ridiculous. The movie is meant to be a bit ridiculous in that 
it stems from the idea, I think, of guys do really dumb things and they don't think clearly when they are infatuated with a woman. Mm, okay. uh, or at least in my experience, I don't know if everybody's different, but in my experience is, is, is you, you meet somebody and you kind of become, you get to this infatuation stage or you think it's, you know, love or you think it's whatever. And it, it, things aren't, you do things you would normally never do. Mm-hmm. You, you would, you would, you know, you wouldn't do them, but in your mind, you rationalize everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, but this, this is different this time. Mm. This is why this makes sense. You don't understand, you know, all your you know friends. And so kind of talking about the idea of like all these ridiculous things that, that, you know, guys will do sometimes in, in pursuit of a woman. Uh, the idea was like, well, what's the most, like more ridiculous, larger than life things. And somehow I stumbled across the idea of like inventing time travel to travel back in time to meet a girl that you weren't able to get with in, in your, in your present time. And that's kind of what spawned the idea was just this ridiculousness of like how you don't, how a rational, well-thought man completely becomes an idiot when the woman, when love is involved. And so that, that idea prompted this story, the screenplay. How how long were you marinating on the idea before you wrote? Okay. So, Started out, uh, you know, just kind of the idea or whatever. I thought it was a funny idea. I actually wrote a song first then because I do. I'm, 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 I'm a, uh, like I perform a, like a singer songwriter and stuff like that. So I'd written a Jesus, song. Jesus, what do you do everything? A little, oh, well, I dabble. I dabble in everything. <laughs> you know, haven't conquered anything, but you know, I got, got my, uh, I started out as a musician before I got into like film and, and all that other stuff. Are any so. of your songs in these movies? Yes. Oh, God yes. damn. See, if yes. you would have said that, I would have. Oh. I should have done better research. That, you, I thought you did pretty good with the research. The fact that you, you watched, you know, multiple movies that I was involved in. Uh, hey, I was impressed. Guess what? I, was impressed. I saw your bare ass in one of them. Hey, we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, but so, no, so I'd written a song, you know, I thought it was a, it was a funny idea to me. And then so I had just finished. Uh, my first movie, What We Can't Have. And a friend of mine, Scott uh, Kennard, uh, who was a writer, was just like hanging out and we were, and he was talking about like, hey, I'd love to work with you on something. I think it's really cool that you made this movie. Um, we should work on something sometime. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's get together. Let's talk. And so then I had kind of had this idea, oh, we do this time trail. How do I do this? You know, what, what kind of story can I tell? And so I wrote like a five page, I don't even know if I call it an outline mm-hmm. or more of a, like a, this is kind of the story. Here's some characters. This is kind of what they all do. I kind of see something in this vein. I gave it to my friend Scott and he took these five pages and wrote like a first draft of a, of a movie based off of that kind of story outline that I had written. And it was nothing close to probably what is in the, the finished movie. I, mean, I can almost guarantee you. But as soon as I read it in a hundred page script form, then I was like, I have a much clearer idea now how this is supposed to go. Hmm. And so then I think, you know, I gave him some like, feedback and he had written another like a couple passes we did that for a few months and then uh do some other circumstances uh, i think he had, to, he had some other stuff to do and he dropped out so then i just kind of took it over completely and then it went through i mean i don't know another probably half a dozen or even a dozen rewrites from there Not some of them bigger some of them small some of them uh some of them had to do with how i was going to film it initially and and kind of the the, the budget and the, you know, the time crunch I was on or what I thought. So we kind of wrote to that. And then we had an opportunity to maybe make that not as much of a factor. And I was able to kind of expand, especially with the, when it came to the third act, mm-hmm. uh, there was like the, the, it was really much shorter and quicker at the end than, uh, than it, I think it ended up, although in the movie it happens really fast anyway. So, but it's probably, I think for a long time we were sitting around like 89 pages. I think I wanted to keep it under 90 pages. Uh, just a matter of like, I thought I couldn't, I needed, 
for the number of days that I was going to get to film, I didn't think I could do anything over 90 pages. And then we ended up doing, I think it was 100 pages in the final thing, you know, once we went through a couple different iterations of production as well. Because uh, it's, what, what is it? Is right at 90 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, yeah, right at 90 minutes. Um, you know, because we originally, so I originally did it. So I did, I don't know how far back, you know, I'm circle around, I guess, to get it. So I did my first movie, like, it was super low budget. It was, like, I self-funded it. I think we did it for a budget of, like, $8,000. I wrote, nice. directed it, filmed. I didn't know anything about really making a movie at the time. I didn't have any equipment. I had, like, a $500. What like, we can't have, correct? Like what we can't have, yeah. So you did You did what we can't have in, for under eight grand? For eight. For, I think total, all I spent was eight grand, yeah. Nice. Damn, okay. Um, that's super, that's so impressive. I had, and that counts, like, I bought the camera for, like, $500 from, like, Best Buy. And then, like, I bought, I had, like, two lenses, like, uh... Maybe we had three lenses. I think we really filmed it on two lenses, a 35 millimeter and 85 millimeter, just a still photography lens. I had like those like work lights from Home Depot, <laughs> uh, you know, like talking about like the big halogen, the yeah. like the halogen uh-huh. floodlights. Yeah. Like, and that's pretty much what we had. And like, I bought some like gels and stuff so we could like put some blue gel over it to make them not so warm. Uh, but that was it. I mean, that was really my f- kind of foray into like to doing it. Um, but so I had done that movie and like, because I had done that movie, a lot of people had at least paid a little more attention to me because there's a lot of people I keep like telling a story and then I back up to a, a, a previous story yeah, to kind of uh, put some context on it but I, I guess my, my motivation behind that was here we're in LA and everybody out here is is in one for not everybody but a lot of people in here are trying to get into the industry or they want to work in the industry or they do work in the industry but you know you meet people and you talk and you network and you try to do all these things and you meet somebody and you say hey I'm, I'm a filmmaker I'm a director and they're like the natural response to that is oh really what have you made yeah and it's like well I got this short on YouTube if you want to watch. and I was like well that doesn't sound very everybody's got a short on YouTube <laughs> like like I feel like features are a way to do it like you know way back in the day with like Kevin Smith and Ed Burns and these guys you know going out and making their little you're just like you know why can't I do that and so I was like I need to make a movie like whether I know how to do it or not you know because I was in I was actually in school at the time uh, but I was like, I don't want to, this school is like moving too slow and I don't want to do this. So I'm just going to make a movie while I'm in school. I'm going to put it together and I'll scrape some money together and, you know, we'll go out and shoot it and make this movie. And so without any equipment and without any, anything, I just, you know, wrote the script and managed to get a few people to come help out and got a bunch of actors to be in it. And, you know, we made that movie for, you know, for very little money. So because we made that movie for very little money and I learned a lot doing it and mm-hmm. it, and it, I think it did all right. I mean, it, you know, got into a couple of festivals and, and people seem to, for, for even as, as amateur as some of the production quality is, you know, people at the end of the day, like it was a story that I thought people could relate to because it's about family and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and just general relation, uh, general themes, I think that most people can relate to. Mm. Uh, and so I wanted to do it again, but now I wanted to do it good. So like, I was like, all right, now I understand a little bit more about like how to make the movie. I want to make it again. Uh, a couple of things do I want to do. One, I was I wrote it for myself to, to play the, the, the lead. And in another the, time. And, yeah. So was, I wrote the part for me. I wrote it. I was like, this is like, I'm going to get the same people I did. Oh. What we can't have with. We're going to do it again. I'm going to get a better camera. We're going to get some better equipment. We're going to get, you know, a little better, you know, some of the things, all the things, the lessons I think I learned, you know, as far as like, you know, locations and, and, and some of the other stuff, like get it, get some, you know, better thing on the screen. And we're going to do it again. Uh, I tried to put a little bit more money together, not much, but it was going to be the same thing. I was going to do the exact same thing. And so we were getting ready. I was lining up to do that. I was setting up to do it. And then we had started getting some interest. Uh, I brought in a guy to help uh, produce uh, Alan and who's also in the movie. And he had known some other people, uh, some other actors who had, he had kind of passed the script along to and there started these people that were interested in it. 
And at that point, then he was like, I can, you know, we can get some money to do this like better. Um, you know, let's, we should at least explore, you know, this and who else we could get. And so once we were able, once we met Justin and, and Justin uh, got a hold of the script and Justin liked the script and Justin wanted to do the movie. Well, that, I mean, completely changed the, the plan. And so mm. we ended up having to do is what I had to make a decision was I was either going to, cause I think I was and Justin was a lead Justin Hartley. Yeah. Yeah. From, uh, this is us, this is us uh, yeah. Smallville fame. Oh shit. Was he, he on Smallville? He was the green arrow. Oh wow, dude! I, that's lo- that's the throwback. Yeah. That was a big Smallville. Fan. Yeah, he was he was Aquaman in the that that Aquaman pilot that only did like I don't know if you the, the infamous like one, one time was like the most downloaded thing on iTunes. Really? There was like oh. an Aquaman. They did he, Aquaman. He, he, he played Aquaman. They did an Aquaman pilot. It's they just re released it on that uh, the new DC streaming service. If you guys nice. have that, um, but so they did it. That's crazy. During Smallville, before he was Green Arrow, Smallville, they did. They were going to do an Aquaman show. It was Ving Rhames and Lou Diamond Phillips was in it. <laughs> oh, Ving Rhames. And uh, and it like was really well done actually. But they ended up not picking it up. I think because it was too expensive mm. to make, especially for like at a the time. show at the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, and so it didn't. But then it because there was so much interest in it, they released it on iTunes and it became like one of the most downloaded shows ever on iTunes. So there's like this, this infamous, like, you know, unaired Aquaman file. And he was that. And then he became, he was in, you know, and after that, that's and that didn't get picked up. They brought him in as like arrow on a green arrow on, on Smallville. And so and he's done a lot of other things, you know, between that, but yeah. like those are probably the two like things. So your friend knew Justin. Is that how he got we him? We met in? Justin through, no, we didn't know Justin. We met Justin at like a social mm-hmm. thing. You know, like, yeah, you know how this town, you know, you meet people at like things and, you know, and you talk to him. And uh, so we pitched him and like sent him the script and, and yeah, he liked the script. He was like, hey, it's really good. I like it. Uh, love to talk about doing it. And so uh, at this time, I was like two weeks away from starting production on it. Like we were Damn. like, I was set with my little. How much money did you guys have? Can I ask that? Um, for to do it at this time for when I was two doing weeks, two weeks prior, right? This is this is before. Well, this is when I was doing self funding it. Okay, so and the, you were still playing this yes. lead at the yeah, time. Yeah, okay. it was a whole different cast. It was a gotcha. whole different thing. Okay, it was my my little band of you know little engines that could and people that anyone I could get to like, <laughs> uh-huh. hey, can you come help me? I was like, no money. It's like I'm paying for food and some equipment and sound and and, and that's you know kind of the thing. Some locations, whatever. It was Wait, like, and when were you? When was this happening? Two thousand and fourteen. Okay. Oh, nice. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So it's a long process to get a movie. Yeah. From of course, man. Uh, yeah. Out to the yeah. There's so this is like January 2014, right after New Year's. We were supposed to start filming, and then 2014 was a great year. Right. It was. It was. Keep going. <laughs> I, I thought there was a follow. up Yeah. No. no what was that? <laughs> okay. I had a great year in 2014. So uh, that, that's just a personal anecdote. Yeah. It was a personal. <laughs> personal yeah. anecdote. Right. So great. so he uh, uh, so we sat down. and I met with Justin and. and it was like, hey, yeah. He's like, I'm really interested in, in doing this. I'd love to try to do it. Um, I, I think I've got some friends too that work that like might be interested in some of these other parts. I could help, you know, with that. But he's like, I'm not available right now. Like, I'm, I can't start doing a movie too. You know, he's like, I'm not available till later on in the year. Uh, and so then I was faced with the decision. I either have to, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go make my movie mm. right now as a filmmaker. And that's I don't know as somebody that's like made if you've, if people have made movies understand is, is that doesn't, you get into these windows where like sometimes a movie happens and sometimes it doesn't. And so I was worried that if I pull the plug on this right now, then it wouldn't happen. It'll happen. never happen. Like mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out with this, I don't know if I can get back to where I'm at right now. There's so much work that went into setting up to right. Uh, and so I talked to a friend of mine uh, or a mentor of mine, I guess news uh, another director, you know, about it. We sat down had coffee and uh, uh, got a friend job or he's a, a director in a movie called shades of Ray, which I think is, is really kind of funny with Zach Levy. Levi, Levy, Shades, Levy. Shades of Ray, 
Shades, Shades of, of Ray. Ray. Yes. Has nothing to do with Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> before all that, uh, it's called Shades of Ray. Zach, Zach Le- Levi Le- Levy. Zach, his name. I think Zachary Levi. Levi. He's gonna play Shazam in the new Shazam movie from Chuck. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did that movie and uh, uh, some other stuff. TV. I think he's uh, directing some like Young Sheldon right now and some other stuff. But anyway, I talked <laughs> to him about, hey, this is the situation I'm in. What do you think? And he was, and his advice to me was, if you can get these actors, these bigger, higher profile actors, to be in your movie. You yeah. should do whatever you can to do that because that is going to take you further than and get more people to see it than do, than doing it the other way. He's like, mm-hmm. so I would take the risk. So I, I I trusted what he said and we took the risk. So we stopped and we canceled it and we basically started from pre production from square one and recast the whole movie. And how pissed were all your homies that you? Um, they <laughs> took it well. Did they? All, every, everyone was except for. All of my friends, so like, so no, so I had a very good relationship with with them because we had done the first movie together, yeah. and like we, had, one of the things we're doing the first movie when I did the first movie was, it wasn't just like we're coming in and making a movie. Like we really developed relationships and like really strong friendships that even our, our last have lasted, year, you know, five six years later now from that first one. So they all understood it. I think they're all like our artists in themselves, and they're all smiling. And I sat mm-hmm. down, like you know, my friend, my friend Aaron, who played. Aaron in what we can't have. <laughs> that was a coincidence. Uh, you know, he was supposed to play you know the cow role in another time, and uh, I was like, "Hey, dude, you know, we're, I think we're going to go another direction. We're going to try to get some investors and some money and, and do this." And, and he was cool. He's like, "Do it, man." He's like, "He don't even hesitate." He was like, "Don't don't even think about it. like it's it's fine." You know, everyone was really cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is what it is. You know, there are a couple of uh, uh, smaller like parts that we had cast that I guess got a little bit like cranky about it. But they were people I didn't know. And so, <laughs> so, fuck ah, so fuck them. them. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Did, like cast them auditions. I don't want to say, I'm not going to say any names. Maybe I'll work with them again. I liked them. They were good. I, and it was just like, it's just kind of once we reset, we just hit the reset button. That was the idea. Is we're going to hit yeah. the reset button. Yeah. We're going to start again. We knew crew. So then once you pressed the reset button mm-hmm. and put everything on hold, this was early 14, January yeah. of 14. Then how long then did you have to wait before you started up production again with? Justin and just six months. Six okay. Months. Nice. Yeah. So right at middle of the summer, July, July 9th, 2014, I think was our first day or July 7th, maybe or something. It was early July, first week of July. Nice. 2014. Nice. nice. And then you got all of these people. How right. much, how much more money did you have? A lot. From, a lot. from <laughs> January. <laughs> you know. All right. So not, not a lot in the sense that like it was, you, like yeah that you made a ton of money but like you had money no, for was, these it, people it was not like I, I don't want to talk about the like the actual number i don't know i'm supposed to uh of what it cost to make the film film but we were doing it for like you know like i said i did my first movie for eight thousand dollars i think this was going to be in the same thing it was going to be eight ten and like obviously that's not that doesn't matter. i mean it was it was funded like a, a like a very very low budget mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. but a very very low budget movie is a lot more money than a no budget movie. Yeah. Yeah. I guess is what I would say. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're, we're so you're in the low budget range. We're ultra low budget. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I guess I in, know the, in the, I know where that number right. supposed to, right. Lie. We're, 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 we're in that ultra low budget. Range gotcha. Okay. With, with the, what they would consider ultra low budget. The union would consider ultra bantam weight budget, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is still a lot more than no money. Yeah. You know, so when yeah, of I course, that, right. So, so right. So then we just, you know what we started, you know, talking to people and like, you know, Justin came on board and then Justin gave the trip to Chriselle and she really liked it and wanted to come on board. And so we got Chriselle and then um, met James Kyson, uh, who plays Cal. He's amazing. He's so good. And uh, they they found us. 
I don't know. I'm this talent he, is weird. <laughs> he did. James, James found us. Like they, I got an email from his assistant. It was like, Hey, I heard you guys are, are doing this movie. Um, I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with, you know, James, uh, in his work and you know, is there anything he's interested in? And I knew who James, I knew James from heroes. Yeah. Uh, I knew who he was and I was like, yeah, let's sit down. So we sat down, had lunch in studio city and, and talked a little bit and, uh, we sent him a script and, and, as soon as I sat James, down, I from was, I mean, Preacher Elementary, NCIS, Hawaii Five. No, he's insane. <laughs> he's like works. This guy works nonstop. Like he's nonstop from project to project to project. Jeez, yeah. Right. I thought he was. I thought he was hilarious. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. And so that's the thing is. So in Heroes, he doesn't play a funny part. Really, he's he's much more serious. He doesn't talk a lot. Didn't know a lot about him. But as soon as I sat down and had lunch with him, and like him and I were just having a conversation, I like I was like he he can totally pull this off. And so then I you know, go back to the producer. I'm like, hey, I met this guy, James. I really think we should. He's like, oh, I don't know if I see that guy. And he had worked with him on something else. But again, he played huh. like a like a, like a a World War II Japanese soldier or something. You know, again, a very serious, stoic yeah. kind of part. I'm like, no, man, I'm telling you, this guy, this guy can do this it. Can you know, do and, it, yeah. and we thought, and so, you know, James came on. And James, James was great. Yeah, I mean, like, the guy works so hard, though. I mean, there were days, like, on set, he's like, hey, what time do you think we're going to wrap today? I'm going to go do another audition, you know, or something. Oh, you know, shit. it's like, I got another, Jesus. you know. I mean, he was like, he's nonstop. But he was great. So, they, yeah, they found us. I have no idea to this day where, how they found about that we were get, making this movie. And That's I just cool. got, you know, this random email and, and put him in. And then, um, you know, the big, I guess the big, like, real, real exciting one for me was that we got Ariel Kevill to be in the movie. Because I was, that she was somebody that was a huge fan of her work from, <laughs> Um, I saw a movie called Brooklyn Brothers Beat the Best, which is like another hmm. little independent film. I had seen it screen over at the uh, Sundance Sunset Cinema over here in Hollywood, and they had a, a Q&A with the like, cast and director afterwards, and she was in the cast of this, and she was, I thought she was great in that movie. I'd never really kind of seen her or anything before that, and so then I went back and like found some other of her back catalog, of, and she's done a nice mix of like indie film and like big studio film, and she'd been in, like she was one of the, Way back in the day, like one of the leads in, uh, like, uh, was it John Tucker Must Die? Yeah. Thing. John Tucker yeah. Must Die. Aquamarine and stuff like that. But then she's also done, like, you know, these movies like Supporting Characters, uh, which uh, uh, Dan Schechter did, which is a, another amazing, like, small kind of indie film set in New York and a great script, great, great story, great look to it. Uh, and so she had done this stuff. And I thought we knew a casting director that kind of knew her manager and was like, hey, I think I can put you guys in touch and send the script and see. And, Send her the script, and yeah, she was kind of interested, and we sat down and had tea. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I had soda or something. She had tea, but uh, you know, I played and talked about it, and I kind of pitched her on it, and, and she came on board, and she was great. And we only had her nice. for a couple of days. She's only in like she was like a real important role. Like she comes in at an important time in the movie, and but she doesn't have a huge role. So mm -hmm. I was really happy to get her because I think she brings so much presence to the film, and uh, she's just so amazing on set, and she just and she put so much work into. That was the thing that really, really impressed me with her was, you know, she's only on set for two days on this, you know, this low budget movie. And she, yeah. you know, some people, you know, she put so much effort into it. I mean, she I really, didn't like, like phone it in. No, she didn't phone it out. I mean, like even leading up to it, we were like emailing back and forth. They're calling, like talking about like wardrobe. Like, what do you think the character would wear for this? What do we think about this? We're sending like photos and back and forth. Like, Hey, I think this, what do you think of this hairstyle? What do you think of this for this? Yeah. And like really like putting a lot of thought and effort into like, I'm going to come in and do this and I'm going to come in and I'm going to, give a, give my all to this character in this part for these, even for these, you know, three scenes or four scenes and, you know, two days and I'm on set. And nice. it just really blew me away. I was really like stoked because she's, yeah, she was, she was awesome in it. Yeah. yeah. No, she's great. Yeah. She's on a show now, uh, midnight Texas, I believe on NBC. Midnight so, Texas. Yeah. That's a, uh, she's one of the, the leads of that. So I don't know if you've seen it or not. I have not. Yeah. She was on ballers. 
Ballers, the Rocks. Yeah. She, was, she, was, she was the Rock's girlfriend the first two seasons on Ballers, oh, the okay. sports reporter. Yeah. So, yeah. Cute, very cute. Yeah, she's got a ton of credits. Yeah, on, she's great. Yeah. She's great. And then, uh, you know, Jake, who came down and really has almost a cameo in the movie, uh, Jake McLaughlin, he's a, he's a, what is he on right now? Quantico. That's what he's known for right now. He was on a show called Believe before that, and he's done much stuff. But uh, he's a military vet. I'm nice. a military vet. Nice. Uh, our producers and Alan is a military. So, like, we had kind of used that angle. Hey, we're doing this thing. A couple of vets making this thing. Would you be interested? And he was like, yeah, dude, I'll come help you. And he just came down. We, we paid to fly him down and nice. all that stuff because he lives up at North North California somewhere. But, uh, yeah, and he just came down for the two days, and he's, like, barely in it. But, you know, it's like that's a guy that's, again, doing a lot of big things. And, you know, we were very lucky. He came down and, you know, helped us out and, yeah. you know, liked the script, I guess. You know, I, all these people seem to like the script, which is <laughs> – you know, I mean, that's, I don't, it's always I don't, a good feeling. Yeah, it is. It's always kind of, you know, it's like, all right, all right. I don't know, you know, all right, cool. Yeah, but I'm, I'm feel good about that, I guess. You know, yeah, you should be feeling good. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so, yeah, we got all these people and we, you know, we were still very low budget and, and, and quickly filmed. But, yeah, we got these great actors to be in it. And that really makes things a lot easier uh, right there. How long did it take to film? We shot it in 14 days. Oh, wow. Damn. 14 nice. production days. Yes. That's awesome. Like 14 straight, you guys take no, a couple no, no, days? No, 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 It was over the month of July. So I think we were like, you know, we did like five days. I think we were off for two days. I think we were on three, off two, on for four. It was like kind of like, it yeah. was basically between, I think we wrapped on July 30th. Uh, so it was over a 21 day span. I think it was from like the 9th to the 30th. And then there were like days off in between. Where did you find the Arizona location? Quote, uh, 29 Palms. Ah, Palm Springs. Palms, Palm, uh, yeah. yeah, like a Joshua Tree. Joshua Palms. Tree. Oh, okay. Right. So Probably that Palm was, Springs. yeah, so yeah. that was great. That was a a house, not a house. It was a whole compound out there, basically. And like they were <laughs> renting it out. They rented it out as like a vacation home or whatever. And like I saw the pictures and, and found it like on some website that like does those kind of bookings. And I went out there to look and she owned like, they owned like three or four different properties and she showed me a bunch. And this one was like perfect because it was like at two houses plus this like game room this big garage <laughs> game room. And so uh, I was like, this is perfect. Cause I can house like the, you know, male crew in one house and the female in another, and we can, you know, build a set in this other one. And I, you know, told her, I was like, Hey, you know, like making the film, you know, like doing this thing. And uh, she was like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Like didn't seem to care at all. Like, you know, if you pay to rent the thing, you, you know, do whatever, make yeah. sure it's like, you, you don't, you turn it back over in yeah, the way that don't destroy it. Yeah. We're, we're filming just a giant porn in your house. Yeah. That, uh... yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, we went out there for like four days. Um, it was, you know, it was a bit of a, must've been hot as fuck. It huh? was, uh, it was hot, July, July, and, uh, you know, yeah, we built that set, the lab, like that was, so that was a game room. That's like a big garage. It was like twice the size of that. And so we cleared all the, like, it had like air hockey and like pool table and nice. like a drum set and some, and like all these kind of like <laughs> things, like a bar and we pushed basically. <laughs> pushed everything to one side of the room and emptied the other side, built that wall across down the center, like the built a wall to, to make it at half the size and then brought all the stuff in there, you know, all the lab equipment and stuff and made that, you know, the lab set. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we used one half of one of the house to be the, the interior of his house, his like study and the kitchen and all that other stuff. And then, you know, the third house, the other half of that house, I think the girl stayed in, the guy stayed in the, the other house and, and we were out there for, we just had a good time. And That's awesome. Um, we drank a lot of free beer uh, because so we had a, a beer did the, sponsor. Did the purse, oh, you had a beer sponsor. So we had a beer sponsor, oh. Venice, Venice Duck Brewery, 
Uh, shout out! Shout to, out to uh, Benestuck Brewery. Benestuck Brewery. Uh, they by they the were way. hooked up. They were they were they were a partner with us on the film, and nice. they uh, provided us with it was a, a lot, like forty eight cases of. Or I don't know, maybe that's too many. <laughs> it, was a lot, it was a lot of beer, a lot of beer that we used. In, if you notice, in all the scenes when yeah. they're in bars, they're all drinking the Benestuck beer. Nice. Um, and so good. Yeah, and it was good beer though. Yeah. Really good. It's really, I really good. I guess I didn't overly notice I that it was yeah. the same beer. Yeah, it was throughout. well there's yeah, so that's yeah. product place. That's really yeah, that's really yeah. great. But it's in it all yeah, it's all this like there, you can see it, you get a good shot of the label. There's a uh, in the the very last shot in the in the desert bar when they clink the bottles together. But um but they had given us a bunch of beer, so you know, we had some beer on hand and it was it was a fun time. <laughs> it was just a really, you know, good time with the crew and and, and hanging out there. We have technical, little technical, little thing there. technical right. break here. Yeah, no, that cord didn't work. Yeah, it's going in and out. How's that one working? Way better. All right, infinitely better. <laughs> Holy crap! Do I need to start the story over? No, no. <laughs> I heard, I, I heard everything. It was just, I was multitasking by yeah. trying to switch out my headphones, but I was trying to do it as slyly as possible. Um, so you had a spot, man. A forty-eight. Case beer. Sponsor. Yeah, I don't know. That was probably I'm exaggerating. That that seems like a lot, but it was a bunch of cases. Of beer, you you know? can tell like, where Lenny's head is. Yeah, yeah, like, no, I, I do know that we, you know, we, we drank it all. Like and it, even after the it got into post, uh, you know, we there were still some to go around. So <laughs> nice. Well, I was like, I was each time like another character popped up, I was like, oh that 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 guy. Oh shit, that that girl. Yeah, you know, like it's because you did when, when you go back through and be like, I don't fully know. I don't recognize a lot of these like by name. I know that I recognize right. them by I've seen them a lot. They've been in a million things. things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so then when I went back through, I was like, "Holy shit! Oh, damn! Damn! Yeah. Damn! Damn! Like damn! Real damn. actors. Like, these yeah. are real <laughs> actors. These are real actors from real yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. as soon as I saw Justin Hartley, I was like, "Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So two thousand. So you filmed it all in the summer of uh, 14. 14, 2014. Mm-hmm. So it released on Hulu right now, January mm-hmm. of nineteen. Right." How long? Well, we didn't just. I mean, this wasn't our initial release. We did a theatrical release last year. Okay, so yes. Did a li- of course, li- limited, yeah. limited ten cities. So I, I'll, I'll back up. So we finished in fourteen, and then uh, you know we kind of went into the post production. And well, I guess one of the things, blessing and a curse, is is because of the nature of the movie we done. There wasn't like a hard deadline, like you know stuff. So like we had originally, I think, wanted to try to submit to certain festivals, some of the bigger festivals. What everybody wants to do, they want to yeah. get into the, the Sundances and the Tribeca's and the Torontos and all that yeah. stuff, but. Um, which I don't think is a good idea anymore. Like I've kind of, uh, I've really? changed, my stance has changed on, on, on filmmaking and festival strategy. I think now, uh, yes. now that I've made this movie, but, uh, at the time, you know, so I was, I was editing the movie and so I was, you know, rushing to, to try to get a cut done of the movie. And so I think I had a first cut done by end of September. So maybe two months after, after we did it. And then, you know, we kind of did some tweaks and then we were like, all right, ready, let's go. Let's, let's push it into color and sound and do all this VFX and all this stuff. Uh, and we kind of got into that. And then, so that took us into like early fifth into 15. And then at some point it was kind of like, you know what? Once you have a little time to kind of digest it a little bit, it was like, you know, I think the movie's not playing right. It's, it's playing too slow in certain spots. It's not doing, maybe we need to go back in and like give it another go on. The, and so then we, kind of like was now that we had missed all those like artificial festival deadlines or we had submitted anyway and didn't get in and it was like all right so then we kind of took some time to i think to tighten go it. go back in and re yeah re, like really made some changes like there's a lot of stuff that like a lot of stuff got cut out 
uh, like stuff that was to, to I think to try to pace it better. Like so, there was a lot of like meandering kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's like a, a scene that's really really funny, and it's you know it's I'll put it in another movie at some point then. But uh, you know with uh, James with Cal and Eric with James and, and Justin's characters, uh, where Cal is going off on a diatribe about. Uh, boardwalk empire and all the nudity <laughs> and all the very large uh, bushes that the girls have. A lot of large bushes and, on boardwalk. And, and he goes on, the, it's kind of on this other mm-hmm. about like, like he, they can't be real because like, <laughs> this is like, this is, you know, modern day and this is not how people are. So like, I have to think they're fake. And if they're fake, that means that somebody has a job on that set of like, <laughs> Glue it uh, on. you know, and bush like, maker, the bush master, or <laughs> the bush whatever, master. Right? not the prop master, the bush master. And it goes on this whole diatribe and it's a fun, it's like a four minute thing though. Like, uh, uh, and so stuff like that, like, unfortunately it just, you know, like, Oh, I want to see that. It's, 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 it's going to go another. That conversation will go in another movie somewhere. But like you know, it's like so. There's stuff like that, and there's another. There's mostly a lot of stuff. Is you know, it's sad because James is so good in the movie, but it was like a lot of he had a lot of these little diatribes, yeah, or, or like things where he goes off on these uh, right. tangents where he takes things from like one point to two point to three point to four point to fifth point, and it's no, how did you get there from there? But you know, <laughs> in his mind, you see how it works, and, and it was kind of important because in the movie, like that's what he does is like he's kind of even though he's goofy, he's kind of analytical and he, how he puts things together. He, he, he has his way, own way that his mind works and he puts it to like different things. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff got cut. And so you, you kind of see it a little bit like in the, where he finds the doctor, or he does some other things, but there were a lot of things I think leading up to that, that showed that that's how his mind worked. Like, mm-hmm. of course he could find the guy because he's the detective. He's the one who, who figures, you know, goofy things out in his own goofy way. But like, <laughs> so some of that stuff got cut. And so then we, and then we, you know, we're, we did a lot of like, clean up stuff with VFX, like not like, you know, explosions and, and gunfires, like, not that, but like stuff like just little stuff, like fixing like reflections or, uh, st- you know, little stuff like that. I can't even remember. There's a lot of stuff, but like, um, little stuff like that. And then we kind of, it kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, and then, so I think we finished it like finally, I think finished, I guess called it finished. It was probably like early 16 now. So we spent a year probably doing that. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, then it was time to like, partner with a distributor or, mm-hmm. a, or agent and stuff like that. And so we had a lot of interest. We had a, over the course of like the year, we had been a number of people had re, been reaching out to us about like, Hey, you know, representing the film or distributing the film and stuff. So then we probably spent another year researching them and taking meetings and, and, and doing all this stuff before we finally like signed with somebody. Mm-hmm. And then once we signed with somebody, it was still like a year and a half from then before the movie was released. So like, that's <laughs> how, how a movie goes from like shooting it. And then like it taking four years for it to hit the, the, that's crazy. the, the, the big screen, just because like, you know, we, we did spend a little extra time in post, but then like I, we signed, we signed with our agent, our sales agent in like early 2017. And mm-hmm. then we finally got the U S theatrical release was September, 2018, hmm. you know, and we, so we Damn. did, a, we did 10 city, uh, like New York, Chicago, LA, Miami, Orlando, uh, Dallas, Houston, Phoenix, Atlanta, Washington, Detroit, Detroit I think were the 10 yes. cities. Um, and then that coincided, they did call it day and day release. It also goes, so we did like widespread, like iTunes, Amazon, uh, Google play store, Fending, all, all those like online Redbox streaming, all the, yeah. all the, like, if you have a Roku Apple, Apple TV, those kind of things. So that was our initial release. It was back in September. Nice. Uh, we, well, our, we premiered in March of 2018 at the Newport Beach Film Festival. Nice. April, April, I believe that was. So that was our actual official, like, world premiere. And then we did the, the release in September on, in the theaters and on demand. And then this Hulu thing is new. Like, this is like literally in the last week, it 
like it's kind of it did it like blue boom, and then now it's uh yeah, it did, what did you say it was it was, it was trending uh, on trending you can find it nice. see on your phone if you go on your uh, on your iphone on, yeah, yeah like if you go on your phone uh itunes i did see it no, i think it's not on iTunes. iTunes. So, so if you go to oh, this little tv the apple tv icon this one that says tv boom it is and then you trending scroll, go watch you scroll down another to, time it's, it's like it opens up a thing you, you click watch now you scroll down to trending and then see all it's probably easier and then you just scroll down it'll be on there somewhere well it was number one it was the first one a couple days ago thomas tell, tell me this around. tell me this so from 2014 to 2017 uh, theatrical mm-hmm. release uh limited theatrical release release in september what other things were you doing then during that time right. okay so right so because that's a three year because yes. a, lot, a lot of people who probably are listening uh aren't necessarily, you know, avid filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, holy shit, it takes potentially yeah. years. three years, you know, for you mm-hmm. to go from uh, getting it uh, pre-production all the way through production and then post-production. And then even after that, there's a distributing aspect of it. Right. And then we still haven't take- seen any like money or anything. I mean, like that's still probably another like you know because the movie release and then it's like they take six months to report that to somebody six months. I mean, like the whole thing is a is a process for mm-hmm. sure. But um, so wait, so what did you do? All right, so so I had finished film school uh, in fourteen <laughs> you go to as well, Columbia College here in LA. Nice. So I had graduated. So while I was in school, like I, between making my first movie and my second movie, what I realized was nobody was paying money to hire people to direct things. You know, that's not a very, you know, good career path to start out on. You're not going to make a lot of money. <laughs> Is that all, ultimately of all the things you're doing? Because we'll, we'll yes. get into you being an actor as yeah. well. Yes. And a, a couple of things, but directing yes. is what yes. ultimately that's Ult- your. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be the, 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 if I had my, my way. Yes. Um, so while I was in school though, I realized that nobody's, you know, hiring these people out of school to like direct movies and stuff uh-huh. like that. That's like a long path. I said, but you know who is making money are all these kids that are learning the more technical skills like editing and cinematography and all this other stuff. So I made a conscious effort while I was in school and to kind of study more of the technical craft of filmmaking than just the like theoretical, you know, uh, analysis kind of side of it, uh, which I then was able to turn into, you know, I had owned some of the equipment because I'd bought it for the thing. And so it started out, you know, like going out and shooting other people's stuff or going out and working on other people's stuff. And then you know, what I found was as I, the more I was doing that, obviously the more I was able to, you know, pay my rent and, 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 and do things doing that. And so I started working, you know, regularly as a, you know, mostly in the camera department, um, you know, because I understood the cameras, I knew the technical side, learned more and more about kind of that specific stuff. And then I was getting on other movies too, then that way is like learning stuff from like watching other people. I think there's no better way, uh, I think to learn, like, I wish I could have worked on more movies before I made my, my movies. Uh, because like once you just, just little things you pick up on set from other directors uh, and how they do it, or even from like art departments and other camera people and other cinematographers and how they kind of set or light or shoot a certain scene or how they make a location look like something else. Um, and so, you know, in that time, basically what I started doing was crewing on other, other movies mm. and, and working on a lot of other, which is where I met you last year. I don't, I don't know. That I was screwing on. Where'd yeah. you guys meet? HGAG. Hipsters, gangsters, aliens, and geeks. <laughs> Is that where you played the aliens? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, HGAG. Hipsters, gangsters, aliens, yeah. and geeks. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and it's going to be a wild, wacky, <laughs> weird ass movie. Yep. Is it out yet? No, no. no. Still in post. You see what I mean, though? It's been a year now. We just finished those reshoots for it, and, and, and it's still going to be some, you know, how it's. 
takes time with, with, yeah. with the movie. But, yeah, cool. Because um, Thomas and I were re on set for some reshoots right before Christmas, right yeah. after Christmas. Yeah, right before Christmas. Right before. Yeah. Okay. So it was in, and that, and we had finished wrapping originally in January of eighteen. Yep. So therefore, yeah. twelve months, you know, eleven months later, then we had to do a couple more reshoots. Yeah. Uh, and I think they had to. They're supposed to submit the movie by the end of January nineteen. So. Uh, it should be. Yeah, let's see how mm-hmm. that's one. But yeah, I mean, so, but that's basically what I've been filling the time, you know, as mm-hmm. working. I, a lot of, you know, working as a cinematographer, um, you know, working as a focus puller or camera assistant and camera operator, different things like that. I worked on a bunch of movies and shows, um, you know, doing that and like just kind of waiting for, you know, kind of now that we are, we're in the release and all this stuff's going on, you know, I start turning my eyes towards, you know, maybe what I want to do next or, you know, try to make another movie. I think that's on, that's on the, Somewhere on the horizon. I just not not on the near horizon, but in the meantime, you know, I just continue to. I like. I think that crewing, I think, is the best way. Like everyone's different. Some people like to bartend and drive for Uber or, or, or do different things. You know, as they're trying to like start making a full time living. <laughs> yeah. But I found that like for me, like one, because I'm meeting other technicians that I can always like, hey, you know, I'm mm-hmm. doing my thing. You know, come out and and like, I'm just learning more about directing and filmmaking in general that I like ever learned in like film school or anything like that. It's like, cause I'm yeah. there every day. I'm working with all these different people and all the, and I'm seeing everybody's process and taking little notes, you know, little things away from different things. Like, Oh, that's interesting how they did that. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's a cool location. I just learned about this location now in mm-hmm. town, you know, I, hey, we can do that, you know? And, and so from everyone's different for me though, it's like, and plus I pay the rent, you know, I pay the rent. I'm still working in movies, you know, yeah. and that's kind yeah. of, uh, that's the ultimate, the ultimate goal, goal there. Yeah. You know, to try to pay the rent, pay so. rent by doing, yeah. Can't film. make movies if you're homeless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can, but I just, I don't know what kind of movies those would be. Yeah. Probably not the kind of movies you want to see. Probably not. Snuff know. films. I imagine a lot of snuff films. A, a lot. And then, uh, <laughs> and Thomas has a little bit of a story on that, but we won't get into it yet. Um, tell me then, uh, moving forward then you said you might have some ideas are, are you looking again to then write direct something are you looking yeah yeah definitely so i i think i'm actually almost want to uh i want to do something really small again actually like i want to kind of stay in that in that small indie thing and like so i mean i've got a couple of scripts that i'm working on right now nothing like really like anywhere close to, to being ready to, to film or even like finish writing it's just kind of bouncing stuff around thinking i'm more like thinking about what do I want to do next? You know, how do I want to do it before I jump into it? It still be a little bit before I may, you know, maybe next year or something. Uh, What's the hardest part of the process? What's the most difficult part of the process? Of what? Like, of what the mean? filmmaking, whenever you're I think writing, writing whenever I think you're writing, writing the script is the hardest part. I think getting the script written is the hardest part. Is motivation for it hard? It's, I think, cause I'm somebody, I don't think it's motivation. So I'm somebody that like, and I'm trying to get out of it a little bit on, on this one that I'm writing now, uh, where, like it's like I sit down to write a scene. Let's say I'm sitting. Down, I sit down to write a scene, and I kind of know this is the scene where you know this character and this character meet, and you know this event needs to happen. Like I know that that's the purpose of the scene. This is why it's here in the script. This is it leads. You know, comes from this scene and leads into this scene. And I know it's time to write this scene now. And I sit down, write it, and I you know got my scene heading and my set the set the scenario and, and got a little action and a couple of lines. And all of a sudden, I'm not quite sure what the next line is. The guy says. <laughs> I know what the rest of the scene is, but I'm just gonna get stuck on that, and then it's like I can't, I cannot move past until I figure that one, you know. And I, so I kind of get myself stuck in like those little moments there, where I know like, the general the purpose perfect? of it, but it's like as I'm writing it, I'm like, oh, this doesn't quite 
sound right or this isn't right. And then I've got to like, I can't move on until I fix this. I've got to yeah. fix this first. And then, you know, I'll waste some time and lose some time. And I'm not like on any deadline or anything with it either. So it's like a lot of it is just kind of kicking ideas around and thinking in my own head, like, how would this work? How does this work? You know, what, what happened if this happened? You know, and, and so I think that's the hardest part is getting that. Because once that part is complete and I and it's all committed to paper, yeah, I think the rewrite phase is, is not hard. Um, pre-product, all that other stuff going into it is, is like, it's a lot more known. I think it's like, it, it's a lot more like, well, then you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to do this. And there's pretty much a formula for that. Where writing is such more fluid and so much like, there's just so much more like it could be this or it could be that. And there is no like kind of template for that. You're just mm-hmm. kind of doing it. And so I think getting, getting it down on the paper is, is probably the, the hardest thing for me. And once I get something down on paper, I can get from that stage to filming it, I think rather quickly if, if, if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. How did you fund your first movie? You're in school. Yeah. Um, Eight G's. Slinging weed. What, huh? are you, what are you slinging? Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Well, so I was because um, well, you know uh, um, I just asked because you know um, uh, Robert Rodriguez's El Mediachi. He I th- took out like two or three credit cards and maxed mm-hmm. out all of them with a grand total of spending like ten, twelve right. grand. So no, I was uh, because I was a, a military vet, so I, I qualified for a GI Bill nice. that paid for my tuition, and they also paid me a monthly stipend. Oh. And then I took a gig. Uh, me and my roommate. My roommate at the time had worked for a property management company. Uh, like he was an electrician working for a property management company. But then they gave us a thing where like, hey, if you go over to this building and you act as the building managers, basically like collecting rent from people and yeah. vacuuming floors and doing that kind of stuff, they would let us live there for free. Yes, yeah. those are like the best. Yeah. So I was, I was so, <laughs> are, so, so that's where I, I mean, I got the money from like, I took my, my, my stipend, you know, you just put it away. I mean, and, yeah. and it's, I mean, eight grand isn't, if you're not paying rent, Correct. And I didn't yeah. have any other, like at the time I was very like, like, so I had set Frugal myself up to do it. So like, I, I like didn't have a car payment. I think I didn't really have a lot of debt payment at the time. Uh, so it was like, I had very low expenses. And so I was able to take the small amount of money I was getting and put it away and, you know, put eight grand together. It's not, you know, if you don't have to pay any bills, it's, it's not, it's really hard. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you're paying a thousand to $1,200 in rent, then yeah. all of a sudden when you don't have to do right. that, you yeah, can save and, and, and car payments and credit payments and everything else, you know, that, that come later and stuff. But yeah. What was, uh, what is the biggest challenge in creating all of doing your own stuff? The biggest challenge. So the biggest, I think the big, and doing, what, what, what do you mean? Like doing. Just from start to finish, what is the biggest challenge in it? Like for me, I mean, because I'm doing stuff on a, on a, on a low budget level. I think mm-hmm. the thing you're, you're just ultimately fighting is the practicality of like what things cost and what things, especially in LA. Like mm-hmm. nobody is friendly to that in LA. LA is, <laughs> no. is, is probably the worst city for independent filmmaker to, to be in. It's like nobody wants to help. Everything costs a boatload of money and, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to just, Everybody wants to get their piece in a sense. So you're just sure, like, hey, can right. I film and, right out here? And they're like, fuck no. Yeah. So like, right. It's not like Robert Rodriguez who, you know, goes to Mexico and just does it, you know, yeah. and, and, and is not paying for it. <laughs> I mean, like that stuff would cost, you know, a million dollars here in LA because everybody would want their, everybody, you know, is, is locked down. So I think that's one of the hardest things is just putting together, you know, the resources that you need. You know, mm-hmm. I've talked, I've, I've thought about like maybe on my next one, like getting out of town and going somewhere and seeing, mm-hmm. you know, if I want to do something in a different, you know, setting and, 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 and maybe somewhere they're a little more like, friendly where, to that where are you from chicago and Chantel. how long have you been in la 13 years coming up on 13 years 13 nice. years yeah 
And did the films outside or after uh, you being in the military, did filmmaking brought you here? Yes, sort of. Not really. Kind oh, of. So, <laughs> um, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So I was in the military. I was in the military for 11 years. May and I ask what, what branch? I was in the Navy. It was military police in the nice. Navy. And so. For 11 years? For 11 years. Damn. And so. How I, old are you? Don't you know, tell me. You know how old I am. Oh, We've talked dude. about this. Have we? Yeah, we talked about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's it's public information. I'm sure they Google it. It's it's out there. But anyway, um, so I was in the, 11 years, and I rem- and I so I did like theater in high school and stuff like that, and like did some of that stuff, and I also did sports and other stuff too. But like, I was always kind of into that. And I, so in the military, I started getting into music and like songwriting, and I played in bands, and was kind of using that as a kind of creative outlet, you know, because mm-hmm. I think songwriting is a it's similar to filmmaking in a way as you're kind of telling a story, but you're telling it in a very a kind of different format and a much shorter format, but like I was like the the story at, telling aspect of songwriting, like mm-hmm. like more than like the club jams, you know. I was more like like I liked a song that told a story about a character and all this stuff. So, yeah. um, I was in Iraq. I remember this very clearly, uh, <laughs> uh, like in two thousand five, and I remember th- oh, I was tw- God, I was twenty. Yeah, so I was in my twenties still. That, I can't remember. That's like, I don't want to do the math right now. Um, and I remember thinking, like, my time was coming up. I had a chance to, to, to call it quits. Yeah. And I was like, I had other things I wanted to try in life. I guess I was sitting there. I'm like, I'm, this, is, this is interesting. I'm glad to have done it. Um, but I don't think I want to do this for, you know, another 10 years and retire from this. Yeah. I, I think there's other things I want to try. And I really kind of wanted to be, try something more creative. And so I wanted to come back to California because I had been stationed in Orange County for a couple of years. Uh, and I had played in a band, some bands out here, and I wanted to come back and do that stuff. And then I also wanted to try my hand at acting. You know, I thought for some reason that I could be good at that or do that. <laughs> uh, and so I got out, you know, in early 2006, and I drove to California and, uh, you know, started out doing the, you know, like I got back together with my band and we started playing shows. And then I started trying to figure out how, how to be an actor, which was quite a, a task in itself when sure. you show up here it's like that's like probably one of the hardest things i think when people show up here like off the bus it's like where do i even begin yeah uh, it's pretty daunting and so that's kind of what brought me out here originally and then obviously battle for haditha really kind of changed like a lot of things for me and in, in my direction and what i wanted to do and, and kind of opened my my views a little more on on what i really wanted to do and what i thought i wanted to do and so um because that was the time where i was like I didn't just want to be in the movie. Like I wanted to make the movie. Yeah. I was I fascinated, you know, because that's the first time the curtain is really pulled back for me. As an actor, though, here right, in Battle. Right. Uh, As an actor, but Haditha, you're on set. Right? Haditha, yeah. Haditha, okay. So, I, I didn't know how to say it. So Haditha. Yes. Battle of Haditha. Battle for Actually, Haditha. really, really powerful movie and kind of eye-opening in a sense. Yeah, so that Nick Broomfield was the guy that made that. He's like a big-time like award one, like BAFTA award-winning director from Britain who made that movie. Um, and he's done a lot of like, where were you, where was that filmed? Jordan. Okay. So you guys <laughs> went. Yeah. So, right. So, um, cause I was just like, cause it catered on or t- not catered teetered on like, I couldn't tell how much of it was. If, if chunks of it were real, right. None of it was real. I mean, it was all filmed, but here's how it was <laughs> oh filmed really God. interesting. Yeah. So like, so it's really interesting that the whole story, I mean, I can kind of start at the beginning with that with at least how I got involved in it. So, um, a real story, true story, based on a true story. Based, I loosely would say based, based on, a... inspired by. Okay, maybe okay, I would say, okay. I, yeah. I mean, like because they pulled real footage from Bush talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, sure. They they do that. Movies do that all the time. They okay. pull like you know, like like <laughs> sound clips. Yeah, sound clips. But like so, so, 
so when you come to LA and you're trying to be an actor and you don't know, inevitably the first thing you end up falling, falling into is, is like working as an extra on yeah. something because that's like mm-hmm. the thing, the yeah. one job that you can get and you can get on something or whatever. And so then I had met some people doing that, that hooked me up with a group that does like military casting. And so they were taking people that had been like ex-military and they do like, like a lot of the network, like, like, like SWAT team or, or, or anytime there's like battle scenes or people with guns and people that need to know how to use yeah. the, and they provide them for, for that. And so, Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that that was a thing. That's so pretty fucking there was cool. a thing, especially back then there was, there was a group. So I got hooked up with some people that did that and like worked some like pickups or some second unit stuff for uh, a movie called, uh, Evan Almighty with Steve Carell mm-hmm. um, and stuff. I think, it, and I don't even think the stuff made the made the final cut of the movie. It was like all green screen stuff with like jumping out of an army truck with running with guns and stuff like that. Uh, and but the person who had like done some of the casting on that, I guess, was who got hired to cast Battlefield. And so they were looking for people who are ex military that had served in Iraq for this movie. They wanted like that's what they were going for 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 a lot of it. And so yeah, I got a, they called me up and was like, hey, you know, I know you were ex military in Iraq. Um, would you like to come in and audition for this movie? Mm. Of course I do. <laughs> uh, I'm here to be an actor. So, yes. yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I went into this audition. It was like a big cattle call. I mean, I remember even like, you know, like, and it was really weird. There was no sides or anything. They just had you go in there with this casting director and they had you do these like little improv exercises and stuff. And it was a little bit helpful that I had been studying at the Upright Citizens Brigade uh, throughout the year as well. And so like I had some improv kind of I had was fresh on my mind what, what had been going on with that. I had been kind of doing the different classes there. Um, and it was fine. It was weird, you know, it's fine and whatever. And I went home and that was it, you know, and then you move <laughs> on with your life and you go back and do your other stuff and whatever. And then it was like two months later or three months later. Um, it's like January. You now it's like Mar- right after Martin Luther King day, I think 2007, I, I get a call from the casting director. You're like, Hey, I don't know if you remember you came in audition for this movie three months ago, like three months ago. <laughs> uh, so the director's in town, he's in a house in Santa Monica and he'd like, you know, to come by and meet with you and some other people and do some more, you know, stuff, I guess. I don't remember exactly how the conversation went. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Stoked. So stoked. So I go to this house in Santa Monica and it's like another cattle call. It's like there's a gazillion <laughs> people there. Aww. And it was like a long day. Like they, so what they kept did for doing for that was they would bring us in in groups or they would bring us in like in pairs. And they, again, it was a lot of, a lot of improv, like exercise. They'd be like, hey, give us a scenario and act it out. And it was all really weird, like. Um, I don't know if you ever played basketball or play basketball like at the, like like, a, like the YMCA or like a LA Fitness or something like that. And you always have the like, you know the certain people that always try to hog the spotlight. You know, it's like yeah. make it about them. And so this is the same thing as you get a bunch of actors in a thing, and some are always trying to like when you do like an all right, we're gonna play out this scene. You know, you can some that are trying a little too hard. And I guess I didn't really do that because I'm not like that really. <laughs> as I tried to like fit in, I'm always trying to like be the same guy on the basketball yeah. court that's like looking to make the good pass. Also, that's like counter to improv as being the main Yeah, star. but you know, so, so, but, yeah. so we did this thing this all day. It was nice. They fed us pizza and stuff, which is, is cool. You know, I never thought about that. Uh, <laughs> An all day thing. You better get some fucking pizza. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so. <laughs> Little Caesars. So we had done that. Here. And then, uh, you know, I went home and I felt good about it. I felt like I came in and I did a good job and, and, and you know, I felt, you know, I didn't, but then, you know, I didn't hear anything back from him. And just about the time you've kind of let it go, they call me again and she's like, hey, I don't remember a couple weeks ago you came in and it's like, yes, of course I remember. It's like the one thing on my mind, you know? Uh, and she's like, well, so yeah, Nick, uh, Nick kind of likes you. Love to kind of see you one more time for something. It's like, all right. So I, go, so I go back to the house in Santa Monica again. And this time there's only like three people there. Nice. Um, and uh, Nick is sick this day as well. So now we're not even, 
working for Nick. Uh, we're working for like a producer. <laughs> well, somebody and some else. Other people yeah. and they're filming it all. And like, and we did some stuff and I don't even remember what we did that, what, what it was that day. I remember doing it. And I remember again, feeling good about it, feeling like I did good. You go home and like, it's an act, you're an actor, right? You know, you, you guys, yeah. you know, go on audition. And you know how it's like, you get this feeling of like, you know, like, oh man, I think like when you think you might have, like if you get called and like put on a veil or something yeah. like, you know, that's like where you get this, like this hope. And then it's like, you know, you're walking around with this, this butterflies, you know, I mean, this feeling. And then just about the time you finally realize, like, I didn't get the part and you kind of let it go. They call again. They're nice. like, Hey, we'd like to give you a part. They just you keep know. teasing yeah. you with yeah. like this little, like, the, <laughs> and, dangling the fruit there. The and so, yeah, so I got cast in this, in this movie. And so what they, they ended up casting a mix of like, I think there was like 12 of us they brought over. And there was a mix of like vet- veterans who had been in Iraq and, and a couple of them were just, just actors as well. Nice. Um, I think it was mm, like, I think three actors and nine vets. Uh, and some of the vets were actors as well. Like vets that had trying to be actors or working as actors. And then even yeah. some of them were just like, they found out because I guess they did auditions in San Diego and some other places too, like just trying to find the right people, the, 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 the right mix of people and personalities yeah. and, and whatever else, I guess. So like, but I think there's 12 of us that they, they brought over for this thing. Uh, and so, yeah, we went over to Jordan to do this movie. How uh, long were you in Jordan? I want to say like two months, maybe it was a while. It, Damn. Was, a, Damn. it was a, it was a, it was a decent thing. So, it was really, really interesting though. Is is so this movie was done in a very like kind of, and I think that's how you get the feel like that you're getting. You're not sure if what you're watching is like feeling real. So there was a script, uh, <laughs> but there was like it wasn't all in the script. So there was like script stuff like these are story points that take us to this thing, and then there was a lot of stuff. So one of the things they did was funny. Is like so they moved us into these barracks. Like in that barracks set, like we lived there. And they were like, they wanted us to like feel like we were like really like in the thing. And it was like, you know, you don't have to put us in that scenario. We all know what it's like. Yeah, We've already been yeah. there. Yeah. But that was the thing. So we lived in this thing and they might just come in at any time and just be like and film us, you know, and they really wanted to just kind of get us to feel like we were in this back in this kind of thing and, and living and acting like we are. So it was less as it's much. kind of fucked up. So you're sense, like playing the, like you're playing the role all the time. Like we're wearing yeah. uniforms all the time. Like we're always oh, like shit. in like they wanted us like like literally treating it like we were deployed. And we were over in Iraq, and they would show up sometimes with the cameras. Like, God, I hope you guys are getting paid times. okay. We got paid pretty decent. Okay. I mean, I would <laughs> say that, like, I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't bring like. Some, bring back some haunting memories it, is what it, I would it, worry it, about. It wasn't like, you know, like, you know, get rich money, but it was, it was, I wasn't complaining about yeah. why either. Uh, and so, but yeah, so we, and they would kind of, so we would have days like, all right, this is the day we're going to do this scene. And there was like a scene from the script. And then there were days where they would just come by and like, and, the, and we did so much stuff. Like, I mean, none of this stuff, like half, most of the stuff I did got cut from the movie. Like I had a whole like side, like kind of story in the movie where my guy carried around a camera and was like filming like all our exploits. And then we would go back and watch like the highlight reels later. <laughs> mm. um, and and mm-hmm. so like then like none of that made the, you know, the like almost like nothing that I did made because there was so much stuff we filmed for so long and so much stuff. And they would just come and like yeah. catch all these moments of us doing stuff. And we would do stuff like we do extra. We got there and exercise like we did like back <laughs> in the military, you know, and it was like, okay, you know, it was, I don't know. It's my first movie too. Yeah. And so, but it got contentious at times too. I bet. Um, and so the infamous scene, the one that you, you text me about <laughs> yeah, is a point of that. So I'm, I'm watching uh, just to fill you in. I'm watching the movie. Uh, and there is there's a communal shower scene where all the dudes are showering off, right. 
Hanging uh, dong? But no, no dong no, hanging. No, 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 but no, no, no. we get we get uh, Thomas's right. full backside. <laughs> so <laughs> right. So I don't know wh- where that came from or why they wanted that in the thing. But in his mind, like that was. I think it was in the script. Even maybe it might have been like a one line thing in the script or whatever. But like he wanted to film that scene where they're all like in the shower yeah. in this like thing. Yeah. Well, somebody comes in and is like tap right. snapping. So them, just like yeah. dicking around. So in a sense, you know. But nobody wanted to do it. One, because that wasn't a real shower. That was like a, a PVC pipe and some guy just hooking a hose to it and like blasting cold water. I mean, it was like a movie shower. That wasn't like a, a real shower. That was like, that was like you know, fake, fake cold water. Movie but, magic. But also, like, nobody, like, they didn't tell us anything about, like, you know, needing it negative. Or and so like, they're, like, arguing. Like, director's getting pissed. Nobody wants, knows the thing. And he's, like, yelling and screaming and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, I want some Marines. He was like... Nick's a great guy, but he's like he's British, so then I just picture like Gordon Ramsay or like Simon <laughs> Collins, like yelling, you know, like I want some Marines in the shower, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, and like, and finally, I'm like, I don't care, I'll do it. I'm a team player. It's my first movie too, and you want to yeah. like, you, I'm trying to like make a good impression. Yeah. So I'm just like, whatever, I'll do it. And so I finally, got enough people to go in there and decide to do it. And then that whole Taliesin thing was like, that wasn't part of the. That was like they added, then they told the guy to just come in and do that. And, like, I remember, like, so first it was just supposed to be, like, from behind. Like, we're all standing there, and it's just, like, one quick shot. And then I guess they, like, once they had filmed that, they were like, oh, go in there and do this. And, like, and so I kind of, like, that was a real reaction or whatever. I didn't know that was coming. And then <laughs> uh, and then I turn and see the camera there. And then all I'm thinking is, like, oh, my God. What the, you know, like. <laughs> of, right. And, of course, that makes the final cut. <laughs> like, I had scenes, like, other scenes that are, like, way more, like, dramatic. Like, when the, when the guy gets, when we hit the explosion and the guy gets blown up, like, I'm they're talking i have a whole like dialogue there's a bunch of stuff i had and, and none of that but of course that makes the cut yeah i think i have a line where i say butt surfing like, that <laughs> makes the cut. i mean it's just like it's just funny how, how movies work but uh but, but there i was you know out there with this crew making a movie and you know like kind of seeing you know the whole process of you know how movies are made and and and, and seeing all this stuff and that was just like fascinating to me uh and that's where i really kind of got the idea was i don't just want to be in a movie i want to like I want to make the movie. I want to like be the one who makes the movie. You know that seemed like pretty cool to, to do me, all so. of it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then so that kind of led me to the next step. You know, wherever, and eventually, you know, to where we're at now. You know, with are you still acting? Is that something that you're mm, interested in doing? Yeah, definitely interested. Not as much, uh, uh, just because I'm so busy on other stuff. A lot of times that I don't. I don't like auditioning for one. Like I don't know. So like I oh, do a horrible stuff, process. I do stuff like if somebody calls me. Uh-huh. And it's like, hey, I'm doing this thing, you know, like, you want to come be in it or whatever. Like, or I, I produced a movie. Uh, my friends did, a, like, a really low-budget indie movie uh, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I came out as a producer and then, like, did a small role in that. or So because like you've made cameos in each one of the movies that you've yes. directed. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I have little roles in, in those. Yeah. And, and, and anything I make, I would, you know, I definitely would, like, do something in. And then... Um, Is that something that you're... Uh, you plan on doing forever? Like if you, if you're yes. right. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I really on the next one want something more than a cameo though. Like uh, I, I, uh, I want okay. to get myself something media. better. Like, yeah, but it, it wasn't like, you don't like, want to come in and say, Hey, I got these tickets to this movie. Right. You want yeah. these free tickets. So what's funny is, is so on the first one, I was too scared to put myself in the, a bigger role. I knew I want to be in it, but I was like, it's my first movie. I'm making a movie. And so, let me, I'm just going to like, I'll, I'll cameo, I'll do this kind of thing. I'll play this part yeah, right Let me here. focus on these other on things. Yeah. And then once I had done that, and once I had seen Brooklyn Brothers, which is like I said, a movie that really like inspired me and stuff, and I met the director of that, and he stars in the movie as well. And I remember talking to him about that process, and he thought that as a director, he thought it, 
it didn't hinder him at all because he could feel it in the scene if he felt like they got what they needed, you know, from, from uh, just, you know. Okay. And so I wanted to go. That was part of the reason, too, that why I had written the role for myself in another time, but then just because how things kept changing and because, you know, obviously, like, once we had the opportunity to get these, like, you know, some of these more known and well-known and just really, really talented actors in there, I had no problem stepping aside. And, yeah. and you know, I wasn't about my ego. It's just, like, I wanted to do it in fun, but at the same time, you know, like, hey, you know, James is great, Justin's great, yeah. let's let's get them in there yeah. in these roles. And then, you know, yeah, I will say I will say there was a moment whenever we met her boyfriend, her fiancé, where I was like, hmm, Justin's really pretty to, to yeah. pass up on him. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so what we did was, though, like, that's why... I, you know, like, how, how do you no, do right, that? So, you know, right, like, so, what, so what we did was it wasn't it didn't make it about looks. It was more about just, like, how he comfortably yeah, was. Course, yeah, it was more like yeah. just him coming out there and just being, like, this really nice kind of... Southerny kind of you yeah. know laid back, which kind I get, of guy. but totally right because you yeah, can't you can't find a guy more pretty than I mean Justin is a good looking dude you know and his, and his, his arms yeah. are just like bursting yeah. in one of the right. scenes it's just like God damn it yeah. that guy right. is right. so right so the, the, the only you have to do is like make it about personality or something else yeah. and so like we definitely made a like a conscious kind of choice like once once that we knew that we had Justin because obviously like right the movie wasn't written for a which is really interesting, you know, kind of in a way to make the movie was originally idea. The idea was like it was going to be like it was an everyman. It was kind of more of a an average Joe in this role, mm-hmm. not you know, uh, Aquaman, not Aquaman, one, one of the original, yeah, Aquaman. not the beacon of Aryan perfection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So, but I mean, but it's funny is, uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of had to do some different things to kind of still understand that just because you're blessed with you know these amazingly handsome looks and stuff and i'm you know not that he's just blessed i mean i think i works out you know but just a lot like all, yeah, works all hard to, to look like that. but like um you know you got to find other ways i mean you're still a person though and you still have different like some of the same problems that like normal people have i guess you know and so but right for that thing it's like we couldn't find somebody you know better looking it was more just like let's just find somebody complete opposite than like this kind of laid back different kind of personality uh, uh to try to contrast with him nice. jake's great jake's yeah so good um so cameos, sorry, because I pulled you away from the the original question of you pulling or you doing cameos. Yeah. So the next thing you're going to write, you're going to give yourself I wanted a, something a little more, a little like, bit meatier. Little, little, little yeah. Right. Because I do like, I mean, I do like acting. I do want to act. I still want to, I still, you know, pay my dues and, and think that someday, you know, if somebody's going to like, uh, you know, I, 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 it's still a, a, a path that I'm on, but it's not like my, it's like fourth on the list right now you know because there's other things you're focused on and in real world stuff things that pay the rent and and stuff so what happens is once every like three months or if i get like kind of slow as i'll get on some of the casting websites and i'll i'll submit submit i'll submit submit, yeah. submit some submit and then the real thing is like i i you know because i own equipment now though is you know with this year and like i haven't been as good about it i need to get better about it it's like you know just going up and updating my real and like filming my own like writing my own stuff that i can i can do for that um and so that's something too that like, you know, I'll kind of work on. It's always kind of in the background, but like, I guess I see myself right now is more of like, I'm not trying to like find a manager and find an agent and, try, and, and kind of go through the grind of like going to all the commercial auditions and, and, and doing the kind of that way. I'm looking more like, I'm just going to try to keep making movies and, you know, I'll put myself in them where I feel like kind mm-hmm. of it fits. And then, you know, if things you know, go from there organically than they do. But you know, I, I, the grind is not like I did the grind when I first came out here and it, it's, that's just, I don't it's awful. envy them and envy that grind. I had, uh, I had a really funny moment with my, uh, manager like two weeks or two months ago. And I was just like, uh, Hey, uh, I don't want to audition for commercials anymore. I literally can, is there any way to do anything else? And they were basically like, 
No. no. Too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to movies. Literally, it was like, no, too bad. Yeah. That's, that's, you're going to do, you're going to, we're going to keep submitting yeah. for that. That's what you need. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're going to do. I was like, and, and all right, great. I look at it like, like I think it like, is you need one good movie. You do one good movie, like a good role in a good movie that like ends up, you know, even like on an art house yeah. circuit, like yeah. does well. I think that that can elevate you way more than the grind of like, I, all right, I started out doing a Mentos commercial and, you know, and now the fresh I'm, maker. Yeah. Mentos sponsor and, us. Shout out to Mentos, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and now I'm, you know, and I, and then I, now I'm doing like co-star and guest star on like network TV and I'm trying to like, you know, build up through that. Like it's, it's, that doesn't interest me. So like when it interests me, it's like, I like acting. I like being in front of the camera. I like kind of playing characters and, and doing stuff. But I'm more like, you know, working out on the side and, and, and working on doing my own films mm-hmm. way more interesting to me or working, even crewing on other films is more interesting to me. I think right now than you know, getting back out and uh, doing the grind of the acting. How often are you on set then now? So like this month has been a little slow. We just came out of the holidays, but I mean like everybody is when it's, I mean like sometimes like, you know, 20 days a month. I mean, it depends on like, like in in like November, you know, I did a movie in November feature in November and then like a bunch of like, you know, a couple of shorts and a couple other things. I mean, there's a bunch of days commercials stuff like that I are mean, you renting out your own equipment as well is your are yeah, you, yeah, are you making any yeah, kind yeah, of money, money. actually yeah, somebody uh somebody they're renting it out for the weekend uh this weekend i got tonight come by and they're like the whole package going out you know yeah so i get some like stuff from my that where they, they rent the camera package and like did you acquire all that stuff over time yeah yeah so like right you build it up over time some of it like you know like the camera package which is the one we used for the reshoot we shot mm-hmm. we used, that was my stuff we used on the on oh the, okay on the, yeah the, on the hipster reshoots hcag um, we're gonna keep shouting out the same, <laughs> um, yeah. but right. So yeah, so I have a camera and lenses, and you know I've got some like I mean that's the main crux of the camera package. I also have like you know some like C stands and a couple of lights and things like that. And so, but yeah, people run out. You know, on, like my friends, it's usually all like friends and other people I know in the industry. They're like, hey, I'm doing a thing. You know, mm. give me a deal. And I'm like progressive. I'm like, name your price. What can you? <laughs> you know, I mean, I've got like a price, but like like if you come to me and I'm like, it's not going out and it's not on anything. I'm like. I mean, I'm not going to like 25 bucks probably isn't going to do it, but like, Hey, what can you, what yeah. can you do? You know, like yeah, I, exactly. I'm usually willing to like negotiate to, yeah, to yeah. just cause it's all those people I know it's my friends, it's, it's yeah. other people I work with and it's friends and you want to like, you know, continue to develop relationships with people because a lot of the whole business is, is built on relationships. So, yeah. but yeah, it isn't like a secondary source of, of income at this point. And then, you know, yeah, like, like there's not, there hasn't been a lot of crewing this month, but like, you know, it'll start picking up again. But I mean, like, yeah, I do, you know. Like I did like five or six features last year and then, you know, just Damn, a yeah, bunch yeah. of other uh, like smaller like commercials or short films or, you know, episodic things like that. Is there, are there, are there shows or movies that you watch that you have watched or that are in your wheelhouse of like these movies inspire me to make something similar like soon? Does that make sense? Like, is not is anything that I've worked on, no. But like things I watch, yeah, yeah, watch, yeah, 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 yeah. Watch. So, oh, so one of my favorite movies of, of last year was uh, Bad Time at the El Royale. Uh-huh. Yeah. Guess in it, we had uh, uh, Kaylee Spaney. On we had show. Kaylee Spaney on, which is the little girl. She plays uh, the, the sister. Oh, okay, yeah. So to me, that was like I think that was my favorite movie of 2018. I um, loved that movie. I think the movie looked amazing. Like one, I just loved the the look of the set and, mm-hmm. and how they used kind of practical lighting to kind of enhance. And, and so, from a cinematographer standpoint, and just like, and I just loved the one of the things I loved about it too was, I mean, I loved a lot of things. But like one of the cool things was, you know, I went into it not knowing really anything about it when I went and mm-hmm. saw the theater. I mean, I think I had kind of seen a trailer, like a couple of posters and trailers, and had a general idea, but didn't know anything about it. And so when when John Hamm's character gets killed, like mm-hmm. kind of early on in the Real film, early. yeah, I was like. 
oh, I have no idea what's going to happen now in this movie. <laughs> so it's like you go see so many movies where you kind of know the ending already going mm-hmm. into it. You go watch, you know, most movies, you know that at the end of the day, you know, the good guy wins and, and everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah. Where here's the movie where I had this guy who was a pretty big star and looking like he's going to be a main kind of piece and, and boom, then, and they just unceremoniously boom, gone. Hey, did, did you see it? No. no okay. Spoiler alert. Oops. Sorry. Um, it's out long enough now. This <laughs> uh, I, I, I rewatched it last weekend uh, on, I rented it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. 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 yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I own it on Amazon, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's a phenomenal. I love this movie so much. So like, you know, that got me thinking like, I would love to do kind of, you know, something in that vein. So I don't know if you've ever, you guys know, are familiar with club, uh, club ed up in mm-hmm. like Lancaster or a Palmdale. Mm-hmm. So it's like a I set. Yeah. It's like a, I, I, so this is one of the, and this is one of the great things that I think about working crewing so much as I'm learning, I learn all these location stuff. So there's a location up in like Palm, it's a Palmdale or Lancaster. I get those two confused. Uh, is this where El Royale was filmed? No, 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 oh, okay. not at all. No, it's completely different. Right. But there's a location up there. We had filmed, another, I worked on another movie on up there. Mm-hmm. And it's like a whole like, like completely like desert, like middle of nowhere, like rundown hotel <laughs> and like a diner and all this stuff. And you got me thinking like, I would love to do a movie kind of up there, like up there, you know, like do a movie that takes place all up there and maybe bring these characters in and find a good story to tell that's not like that same story, you know, obviously you want to different, but like the idea of like bringing strangers together into a place, and it's done done a, a bunch of times in a lot of yeah. places, you know, the idea of bringing strangers together and then how they kind of interact, Mission, but like, you know, yeah. finding a good, what, what I liked about El Royale was like the, the, the location itself was kind of a character in it mm-hmm. as well. And so like, that was something where it got me thinking about this place up in, you know, this lo- set the up there. Location being it's like this character. where you can yeah. make the location. Right. And so like, it, it gives me an idea. It doesn't, you know, but I, so I definitely see stuff where I'm like, that would be interesting to do. You know, I don't know if I can turn that into a story or a script or a movie or anything like that, but it gets me, it gets you thinking anyway. It just dawned on me that what's his name is in Cabin in the Woods too. Uh, Well, it's the same director. Yeah, I know it's the same director. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Oh my God, I couldn't think of his name. Chris Hemsworth is in Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. Yeah, he's like the main main guy. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's the main kid. He's like the- Cabin in the Woods is the one with all the monsters being released, right? Yeah. At the end, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the main blonde dude. He's literally the lead of the movie. I just, I, it just dawned on me that he, that was him. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it since it came out. It was probably like 10 years ago. Yeah. So that makes sense because I, he was my least favorite part of that movie. (laughs) Uh, But you didn't like the, the, the cultish, uh, I I just uh, thought that it was just like anybody could have played that part. And then it just, they were just like, here's eye candy. Here's Mm -hmm. eye candy. You just have fun with the eye candy and then just go. (laughs) Which is my, similarly, my, least favorite part about Aquaman is I feel like they just got that dude for eye candy. <laughs> I actually liked Aquaman. I like Aquaman no other I, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I went into it thinking I was going to fucking hate it yeah. and I was actually very no, I thought it was great. I, I thought it was very thoroughly was good. Yeah. The world building was great. The visuals were great. Like, Amber Heard was great. Amber Heard. I, I, I like Willem Dafoe was great. I, they did too much CGI and what's her face's face. Yeah. I like Momoa because Nicole Kidman was too much CGI on yeah. her face, but it still yeah. was great. I, li- I like Momo because he seems like the kind of guy that would like sit down and have a beer with you and just like, you <laughs> yeah. know, be your buddy, you know? Like, yes, that. Supposedly he's like the king of New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Yeah, I could see like that. a party monster. I could see that. He like, just seems like a... Pr- yeah, he looks like a great guy. Now, yeah. is he charming in this movie? Yeah. Eh, maybe. Really? I liked it. Yeah, I liked I enjoyed it. it. I don't I have as much it. hate, Lenny. Yeah. Yeah, man. By the way, we I want just, Jason Momoa on the show. <laughs> so so stop yeah. shit talking to him. No, I'm not shit talking. No, great guy. He's like great guy. I would totally have several yeah. beers with him. I'll attempt to drink him under the table yeah, and right. see how me <laughs> see, see if I die. Too. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. I would he would probably. I would die. Yeah. I'd be at six. He'd be like at forty six, and I'd be like, Ugh. yeah. I think my favorite part back to to El Royale though, like the twist at the end with the with the clerk. 
Oh yes. Then he was like this, you know, badass Vietnam like sniper or whatever, yes. and then just like kicks like just, just goes on. Was a he the spree. little bellboy dude? The bellboy, yes. yeah. He was it, incredible in this, and, yeah. and and he's like the son of a, a of oh fuck, uh, the guy who plays the president in Independence Day. Oh, Bill it's, Pullman. It's his son. Oh, okay, yeah. It's his son. Wow, I can see. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, and I just realized that that you know because I rewatched it last weekend. I was just like, oh shit, that dude is awesome. Who is he? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's, it's, yeah, Bill Pullman's. Bill Pullman. Yeah, it's Bill Pullman's uh, son. Yeah. Damn, I need my parents. Yeah, Lone Star. Lone Star. I need my parents to be famous rich people in really? Hollywood. That's what I need. I think that boat has sailed. But no, I, yeah, like that was like, because that didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Like even when he's like, I can't kill any more people, I can't kill any more people. And it's like, you're thinking like, oh, he's like a weirdo that's like, and then it's like, boom, he flashes back and he's just like, and then he just like picks up the gun, boom, 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 and he it kicks up. Sorry, I didn't kick your table there, buddy. It's an audio show, not a visual show, I guess. Uh, he kicks up, kicks Stop up, the, destroying our equipment. Kick, kicks up the rifle and like you know, and he's just, just like, doom, 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 like it's nothing. And I was just like, that's so we're badass. literally ruining this movie for you. <laughs> watch it anyway, even yeah. if you know I'll, the, I'll the twist. It yeah. it's, it's it's worth. But plus, it. you watch it because Kaylee is in yeah, it. Kaylee. Yeah, yeah. Which is another thing that I was just like, I almost went to see uh, base uh, bases of. Basis of sex? No, that's it. Uh, the new, uh, the new movie she's in. Uh, on the basis, basis of ah, whatever. Uh, but I was thinking basis like like home like first yeah. base, second base. Yeah. Oh, okay. Basis on on the basis of sex, I think is what it is. She's in that one too. Uh, Kaylee, one of our shout out to Kaylee Spaney. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Show oh. <laughs> Wait, I want to get back to something that you said earlier. Okay. And that is, uh, just if you can. Delve more into it. Why you why you don't think going the film festival route is Ah yes, that was oh, something I wrote yeah. about here to come back to. So okay, so this it's is cool. one things that I don't know if I, I I might be spilling secrets right now. Industry secrets they don't want you to know, but I'm gonna do it Do anyway. it. He, yeah. This is the show to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> what I found out once we signed with a sales agent was that they have people like festival festival coordinators with the agencies that coordinate direct placement into film festivals. Oh wow. And basically what they're saying is is if you are trying to, if you're trying to go that route where you're trying to partner with the sales agent is if you've already submitted and got rejected, then they don't want to talk to them. But otherwise they can direct place you a lot easier in festivals than like me spending 50 bucks every, you know, to submit to all those festivals. And so if you're, if the route you're trying to go is, is to get distribution and is to like, like the first thing I would try to do is, is partner with a sales agent, uh, or distributor before I, if that all failed and nobody wants my film and everyone thinks it sucks, then I've got to try to go to the festival route again. But like I first would, do the distribution, then, but the part with the agent and let them place you in festivals okay. mm. because one, then the festivals are going to pay you mm-hmm. a lot of times to, to, to screen your film. Oh. And right. They just, and you say, and it doesn't cost you any money. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing. And so like, I think it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like what, what I've learned or what I've kind of gathered from it. And I may be wrong. I mean, my experience is not, Everyone right, right else, yeah. but like, is if I run a film festival, then like, uh, of uh, you know, any sort of recognition, I, I've, got, I've got X number of slots to screen films. A good number of those films are probably coming from direct placement from like from the big distributors and mm-hmm. from the agents, especially when they're the bigger movies that have stars in them and stuff like that. And obviously, like, yeah. my movie because it had people that people knew in it, 
benefited from from some of that as well. But like those are just given. Like that's not even all those like people that are on without a box and stuff and or film freeway or whatever the the site is that people are doing it now and just cold submitting and paying their money. Like it's such a small percentage of those films that even get, get in that I would I would try to go the other route first and then if that's you have a festival film like that's what I so I think like if I would do it again like I would try to find an agent first and let them rep the film and bring it places because they have more pull and more reach than than the average guy. Like I, if you make a really, really weird art house film, I guess, or a horror, like I mean, maybe it's different from genres too. Like, uh, yeah. but I just feel like they have more reach. Like once I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that there was like festival coordinators and like they, yeah. and they mm-hmm. call up festivals and say, Hey, I've got these films. Would you be in, you know, interested in, in, in screening yeah, them? Yeah. And like, I can give you a world premiere. I can give you the, and like, so that whole other side of things made me see like, wow, man. Cause like my first movie, yeah, I was on like without a box and, you know, submitting to all these festivals and paying, and paying, and paying all these fees. Yeah. And I was like, and like, right, there was nobody, it was an $8,000 movie and I had nobody in it. And like, I wasn't going to get a sales agent to begin with on that. And like, that's kind of the route you have to take. Yeah. But if you have a movie that at least even once you've just jumped up one step from the, the making it with no money, like I, I think it, I would try to get an agent first and then let them deal with the festivals. And I think you might have better, better placement because I think that's how these big film, all these big films that like you see that are like, Want all these award festivals? Like they're not. That's not some producer sitting at home, you know. It's, you know, I think it's just like it seems like it's a, a not a scam, but like that's how they fund a lot of money. And it's like yeah. you know, it's definitely like naive and like eager filmmakers who really want to get known and they're submitting. Like I would never pay to submit to Sundance, like at this point, hmm. or or you know, I mean, like it's, yeah, it, you're not gonna get picked, right? Like more than likely, unless right. your film is fucking bomb, unless you like, or you I have feel a like, bunch of celebrities, or you have somebody, yeah. but you need somebody that like I think you still need somebody to kind of like yeah, there might be, be a it film, in the inside, there might be one, two, five, I don't know how many films they screen here that like do get in based on just like oh wow, this is a really like kind of interesting weird film that they they happen to get at random, yeah. But I think most of the stuff is coming from like hey, we know somebody over there and we want to see a copy of your film and and, and yeah. or we're gonna send you a copy, you know, and like there's still a submission process, dude. There's still a, like a. Uh, well, we're going to see if it's a good fit for our program and stuff, but it's, again, it's through relationships, I think. So that's my, my kind of thing is the blind submission of Go Festivals is like, which is what I did on my first movie is not something I would probably do again. Nice. No, it's actually very useful. I, I, had, I, I had no idea that there were those coordinators and then. No, yeah, I didn't know that everyone I know is like, oh yeah, submitting this to festivals. Yeah. And, and like, I mean like stuff for like, I mean, there's some stuff like also, I don't know how useful they are. Like yeah. really, I mean like I, I'm uh like a buddy of mine, they did a short and got submitted to some like festival screen here in LA. And they did like a, like a thing at the, um, one of the like theaters downtown LA. And, uh, I went and see it, went to see his like thing. And it's like, they program like 10 shorts together in like a little two hour block charged yeah. like people like 20 bucks to get into it. None of the shorts were like even thematically related. It's all just random thing. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're getting like, you know, and then how like, much of that money are they getting? None. If it's a, yeah, the theater, is, is, yeah. right, they're using no, pay for the theater, they're doing whatever. It's just like, oh, your film got screened. Yeah. And the only people that saw it were the like the you know the cast and crew that maybe came for the other. You know, it's like yeah. this whole thing of like, really, what is this like? Uh, you know, other than saying, what like, is oh, this? I got it. Yeah. So, like, how much is it really like benefiting? Really, really benefiting you? I mean, I guess what's your goal? What's your goal with making? Are you is a goal to get the movie seen? Is the goal you know to make money for the you know producers? Is a goal to make money for yourself? Is the goal to be able to make another movie or do what? Mm-hmm. I mean, tell us, I guess you know what you're trying to do, but it's like yeah, it's nice to have it seen. Like I had another film that I shot, that I, I did the uh, cinematography for that screened like one of those things in North Hollywood, and I showed up you know to see it on the big screen. It was kind of nice, but it was like literally like eight people there. It was like you know, it's Aww. like <laughs> nobody can you know like screening it like short film block at like. Yeah. 
you know, 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> like, I mean, really, who goes, you know, like, who goes to that? You know, like, really, when you think about it, you know, yeah. it's like, so it's like, mm, I don't know, not yeah. really sold on the whole. No, yeah. no, that makes sense. That yeah, makes yeah. total sense. Well, it's, it, it's funny because, like, I relate that in a sense to, like, doing a lot of schooling out here because I feel like, you know, people claim that you need to do all these schools and classes to, like, get somewhere, and then it's like, well, not necessarily. Like, I mean, you, a lot of it is being in the right place at the right time and who you know. Sure. I mean, like, I think training is important in that, like, when your opportunity comes up, you want to have the most skills available in at your that, toolbox yeah. to, mm-hmm. to kind of succeed when you're given the opportunity because sometimes you're only given one opportunity and if that doesn't work, you go way back to the back of the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's I guess it's, it's figuring out what works, what training is, is, is actually best and enhances what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff on it where I think it's just like a cash grab too, especially in the, like, it's it's sad that, especially for actors, you know, in this town, they, they I don't want to call people predatory. I don't want to like single, like specific people out, but there are things yeah, that definitely. feel like they're, they're more interested in like getting a bunch of money from actors and, and providing very little value in return for that money. But because the actors are so eager to kind of do anything to kind of, just get up one more step on that hill, you know, they're, they're, they're willing more willing to, to, to do it. And it's yeah. like, this is not something that like, uh, is really, you know, some of these workshops or some of these classes, you know, like, and some might be better than others. I don't know. I haven't like studied them, but I just know that it feels like a lot of them are, uh, yeah, more cash grabs. Yeah, I went for sure. I, oh man, Definitely. I went to, I have this one very specific one in mind is, uh, I met this person, uh, doing some mutual hobby uh, and they were like, come to my thing. <laughs> that sounds... I'm trying to be as vague as possible okay. on purpose. <laughs> no, 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 I'm trying to be as vague as possible on purpose. And they're like, come check out these this thing. I have a, I hold the whole curriculum on how to like get advanced in, in the industry. And I went and I was just like, this is a giant it's a pyramid scam. scam. <laughs> and so like I started doing a little bit more, like because all of the stuff they were telling me, uh, they were, I was like, I know all this already. Like all this stuff is... It's like basically common knowledge. Like if you Google how to like get Taft Hartley into the mm-hmm. thing, it tells you how to do right, that. Yeah, yeah. And she spent, he or she spent uh, some time on that. And it was just like hours on it. Right. And I was like, oh God. And she made money. Everyone, else, money everyone else is paying $200 for this class. Jesus. I audited it and I was like, oh, I could have learned all this online. Yeah. But, and then I, I started doing some research and just like a lot of, foreigners will come into town oh, yeah. and pay eight hundred, twelve thousand dollars for like some six, eight week course to this to this thing. And they have made a career doing this like over the last like two or three years. And I'm just like, damn. That's crazy. You'd be surprised what you can learn online though. Like if you really like <laughs> want to learn stuff online, like, you, like there's a lot of stuff, information yeah. available. You can learn how to make a bomb online. I don't know about that. I don't know about uh, if the FBI is listening now. I didn't uh, uh, no part in that. Uh, we have a veteran here. Oh, shit. Yeah, my bad. Um, don't but, single this man out. Yeah. And he's got a beard, okay? Yeah. He's already looks... He's a grizzled man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's there's no way to do it. I think there's no like one way. Like What works for some people doesn't work for other people. I think everyone has to find their own path, uh, whatever it is. I think obviously like doing stuff my, my advice to anybody is just what are you doing every day or every week or every month to kind of get better at what you're doing mm-hmm. whatever that could be whether that's mm-hmm. you know reading doing research taking a class studying practicing doing whatever there's a million things you can do but like you know like do your own thing and mm-hmm. then it it's so random like it's not fair it's not it's it's, it's almost like it, it's a meritocracy 
but with like caveats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's not straight meritocracy where like the best people always win, but there is something of if you are continue to work hard and, and, and are good, mm-hmm. you eventually will mm-hmm. find your way, but you have to work hard. I think it's yeah. just hard to work on a, work on a bunch of stuff and, and be friends with filmmakers too. I think that'd be the thing that I if I was just trying to be an actor, just making friends with. Well, that's what, that's what Jake and I were talking about yeah. uh, earlier this week is just, uh, we were reflecting a little bit on last year, uh, the people that we have and, and we're just like, we've got really lucky this past year with the, the quality of guests quality that we blast. have, which thank you, Thomas, for coming on. Um, well, but like, yeah. it's just, just got lucky. Like I yeah. knew somebody who knew somebody who then introduced me and then it was like, Hey, you want to be on this thing? And they're like, yeah. And we're like, Oh shit. Yeah. You know, like, it's just that it's like knowing, knowing to knowing, but it takes time. I was, I, I was yeah. going to come back around to, um, I watch, I watch different sitcoms right before I go to bed. That's kind of my like unwinding mm-hmm. process is I'll watch a, a sitcom and I've been watching a lot of 30 rock recently, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I've watched the main like middle three seasons, like three times now. So I started switching to a different show and I hadn't seen all of community. Um, I love community, but I, I guess I hadn't seen all of it in its entirety as an adult. I guess I saw it when it came out pieces of it when it came out. And so I'm going back through and I'm just like, holy shit, look how young all of these people are, Mm -hmm. you know, because it was made in 2008, 2009. It's been 10 years. But look at the progression of, like, even uh, Danny Glover, Childish Gambino, where he... Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Danny Glover. Glover. Sorry. God damn it. Too old for this shit. God damn it. (laughs) Too old for this shit. (laughs) Sorry. Shit. Donald Glover. (laughs) but yeah, like that's how, you know, he was writing for 30 Rock and then... Well, he was originally a writer for SNL. He actually got oh. hired right after he graduated uh, Tish. So he was like probably the one of the youngest writers. He was like 23, 22 mm-hmm. when he got hired. Probably wrote with for, Tina Fey and then when Tina yeah, Fey went over... Yeah, for SNL and then he went into making uh, uh, Community. Yeah. yeah. Well, which I, f- I found out too that he was writing the jokes for... Uh, uh, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, for 30 Rock. For 30 Rock. He was a writer for 30 Rocks. Yeah. yeah. And then went on to Community and then, Atlanta. you know, well, yeah, blowing the blew fuck up. up blew the fuck up. And he's Lando. Yeah. 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 Lando. Yeah, I never saw that movie. Oh, man, it's great. I see it on Netflix and I've been it's passing no, no, it over. Watch it. Like, I've like, heard it's, it's fucking awful. It's it's not. I heard I don't know he what, is awful. No. That's what I heard. He's great. Heard, no, no, Han Solo. Han Solo. He's not. What? Here it is. Here it is. Like, if you can separate from your mind, <laughs> like, like maybe this is what, like what people felt when like George Lazenby or Roger Moore, like first played bond yeah. and you're so used to like, you know, cause all you know is Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Um, if you can separate it though, like from that, like, and look at it, like I thought that he, it's not Harrison Ford. Yeah. He's not young Harrison Ford. He is, it's his own thing, but I, I bought it. I bought, Kind of what they're doing, mm. and you take it as like a, a space adventure. That's not a really set. good sell. No, because <laughs> I it's like, bought well, it. No, I bought it. I bought into it. What was going on? I enjoyed the film like quite a bit, actually. I, mm-hmm. I think it was it was much better than the Last Jedi. Definitely, like, Last Jedi. I didn't like it. All. No, that like which one was that one? The, the, the one oh, that came the, out, the most recent Star Wars. That's the only one I've seen. I think um, out of all of them. Really? So <laughs> I'll see Solo, so and maybe I'll actually like it. So like, it's just an it's, it's an adventure. Like it's a space adventure, and they go to cool locations, and 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 it's. It's an interesting. I think it's good. I think it's like there's so much like I think there's a problem. I think the same thing would happen if somebody played like Indiana Jones that you weren't. You know, it's like yeah. because I love Shia LaBeouf. 
I loved Shia LaBeouf. He didn't play <laughs> Indiana Jones. But, wasn't he? No, no oh, he was just no. in it. But uh, like, I think that it's like people have this preset of like, this is the only thing that like, yeah. I accept as my... and like, Well, because they're such iconic characters that nobody right. wants to see other But if you can like let it go and just like let it know as like a different interpretation of the, of the character set in the same kind of universe and have a good time. I had a good time with it. Like it's not... You know, I don't know. Maybe like that character is not so sacred to me that like yeah. I can't that he can't. But I mean, they do it with everything. Yeah. We've done it with Batman a billion times. We do That's it with true. you know, with James Bond. We do it with like there's other characters all the time. They reboot and recast and and redo stuff and yeah. and we and we accept it. And like this one, all of a sudden is like it's such on such I a like, holy pedestal <laughs> that it was like yeah, you know what? It was it wasn't right. It's not like oh, this is like Oscar winning like 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 really like making a artistic statement. I mean, it was, it was a good, fun, you know, space action movie. And, and, I, and Donald Glover was great in it. He's great in it. Okay, cool. And really? he's gay. Isn't Lando gay? Did no. they make him bi? No. Really? No, I no, heard they, that. They really? kind of hint that he has sex with a robot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that's cool that's 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 that's, that's uh, robot right i think uh, that that's what they do they they kind of like that's a little weird you know like i don't know how that they they call shit. it out to that you could like, be that word too but like yeah him, and, him, him and the robot but like that's uh but it's just fun you know woody harrelson's in it and like it's like good amila clark from from game of thrones and it's, yeah. it's not bad uh, though so i mean i have heard just stories of the actor of them bringing They needed in. an acting coach. That's what I heard. I heard yeah, they uh, needed many. Well, yeah. maybe it did, maybe it didn't. That's part of the training. Like, like you know, like I don't Shouldn't know, the training know? come before you're casted <laughs> in a <laughs> large <laughs> budget <laughs> Disney Star Wars? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I tend to give them the benefit of the doubt. I, here's the thing. I think that they made, they they the film had issues, I think, with, you know, the fact that they hired a set of directors yeah, that was making, lost, a, was, was, making was making a movie that they didn't want them to make, like, was kind of taking their... I think it was probably in hindsight not the right choice. Uh, definitely in hindsight, it wasn't the right choice to hire those comedy directors that were kind of taking it in a weird direction. And uh, once they realized okay. that this was, they were not making the film that they had all agreed to make. They let those go, and they bring in like Ron Howard, who you know it's nice, safe, yeah. stable, mm. you know, and and, and, and he kind of reshot the movie, and mm. and so there's a little. Bit I didn't of stuff. know that either. So oh, yeah. so right. So they so they were almost all the way done shooting it, and they fired the directors. And they brought in Ron Howard to redo it then. And so Ron Howard, so the actor went to the producers and said, hey, this doesn't feel right. They felt like they were making uh, like Han Solo more like Ace Ventura <laughs> type, type thing than, uh, than, than what he thought was, was you know. So it's I think there was, there was some beef, I guess, with that. So I guess then Ron oh, Howard came in then. and, and uh, reshot like 80 or 90% of the movie. But there are some points, I think, where it does feel a little like uneven with it because I think it is a byproduct of like this is stuff that was shot from another thing or this is like mm -hmm. different kind of visions coming together but what ended up with if you like look through all of the who, who cares behind the scenes it's just a fun space adventure so do you think that it was enough of a problem for them to scrap any other universe that they're because didn't they say we were going to put on hold like, well yeah sure so the movie didn't do well financially yeah and so it, that definitely like caused them to take a step back because now you're coming off of the Last Jedi, which was, even though that was a financial success, it was incredibly divisive. It was probably the most divisive movie I've ever seen, like yeah. between the families of people that like are either like it's either people that seem to like mm. a lot of people love, love it, or a lot of people it. hate it. I There's some people it. that are kind of mob, like mad about it, but like I was mad about it. It's it's divisive. It's certainly like and caused a lot of for for a number of reasons. I mean, like it's not just you know from what happens in that movie, but. The problem is, is you you have J.J. Abrams came in and did this The Force Awakens, which I really enjoyed too. Uh, some people thought it was a little too close to the first one, but I 
good fun time space yeah. adventure. And JJ in his like mystery box of like sets up all these like mysteries and threads and things that like, and that Star Wars is known for that too. Like get all this kind of like sense of mystery and wonder. And he sets up all those things. And then Ryan Johnson comes in and does the last Jedi and almost took pleasure in just kicking the box out the door and like yeah. saying, ha ha, <laughs> all this stuff is stupid. We're not going to, we're, we're going to, we're going to throw that away and just do something di- and like uh, subvert uh-huh. your expectation to whatever. And so, yeah, it's divisive. You know, it's like people, Go into a movie with certain expectations and like and, and and also when you set it up, you say it's important because you set it up in, in, in not just in in a movie, but Star Wars is this big media empire with books and comics and cartoons and all these things where you set up these things are important. Mm-hmm. And then when you say it's it, it, like some people are disappointed, some people just didn't think the movie was that good. Other people think it's the greatest thing ever because it shit on everything that came before it. And so you know it's, <laughs> that's you know different things for different people, but different it, certainly very divisive kind of thing. And then they come off this, which I think then that Solo came out like just a few months after that. Oh, yeah. And so the bad taste is lingering and, and it's kind of, I think it kind of came in, it was a movie that there wasn't as a lot of salmon yeah, and yeah. definitely heard it at the box office, especially with much money as it cost to re, almost reshoot an entire movie with a new director. What's, what, uh, then what's your opinion then in the sense of like, if you think that that movie Solo came out too close to the last one mm-hmm. and it having kind of a little bit more of a divisive uh, reaction what do you think about this coming year, 2019, where it is, I don't know, there's like five Disney huge um, reboots. Well, live action reboots. I, I think like, that there's three of them. I th- Dumbo, there's Aladdin. Dumbo, there's Aladdin. Uh, there's, one more. Which, right. What's the other one? Lion King. Lion King. King. Those all three. Right. Then you're talking about uh, Avenger, another Avengers comes right. out and this no year. And another So I think that this Star Wars, I, mean, I, th- I think that this, this Star Wars oh, will, yeah, yeah, yeah. will, I think kind of set the word like is, is it a course correction they brought jj abrams back for this one now mm, so, okay. so so we've gone back to to the the one that people liked that was more universally liked i mean there's always you can always find like people i hate that, i hate I, I think social media is the like is a is this is the uh is, 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 is it's just like a drain on society it's just like it's just <laughs> it like definitely it's is. a horrible horrible thing that is oh, just God. destroying us all as human beings and so sure i, I don't on, not disagree with I can, that. I can I can like go on social media and I can find 10 people on Twitter with any with any <laughs> bad opinion about something you know yeah. and like that doesn't mean that this is like 10 you can find tens right. of thousands but I'm saying it's like even like with a really like but that's what I do is I can find 10 people that think like something I, I don't know whatever like is a universally known like you know like like uh pizza is good and i can find 10 people on twitter to talk about how pizza is like you know a conspiracy from the government to, <laughs> Reptilians. To, 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 you're right and like and then i can write an article cite these 10 tweets on these tw- 10 random people on twitter yeah. and like make it seem like there's a movement for this when there really isn't and that's why I, I, the whole social media and then the, like the media that covers social media is all ridiculous but i think that so right there's some people that didn't like it first but for the most part people like the force awakens and so we brought jj back now he's definitely got an uphill climb because he's working with two movies that don't feel like they were connected prepared, in any connected way. Yeah. in a way. And so we'll see how he, how he does with this and how this comes out. But I think if the ship kind of corrects, I think that things are going to be back, back on track and then you'll start seeing him kind of, but that doesn't, be more the, judicious in putting the, the, the next star out. Wars doesn't come out in it's not Christmas, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the end of the year, December, yeah. back I, in December. I have a question. Bring it back to you. Bring it back to me. Uh, what skills and or uh, mindsets have you taken, or if you have taken, or have you taken, um, from your time in the military towards filmmaking? So I think that the military, left turn here. Um, <laughs> but I, well, I think that the structure, like working within a structure, working within a hierarchy of, of, of thing and understanding your place in the hierarchy, which is, is very similar in a film set. You have, you know, your different producers and directors and assistant directors and costume people and makeup people and 
you know, camera people and, you know, lighting people and all these people that do these different things. And they all kind of have an hierarchy with even within their own like department. And then they fit feed into another thing. So obviously just being used to being in a system like that, because military is all, you know, about these different hierarchies where you have, this is my job and this is their job. And we have our own little hierarchy. And then we fit into a larger kind of pyramid of things. And that's very much, you know, how the film set set operates. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, working long condition like long hours in, in rough conditions which a lot of working on film set is you know long hours in rough conditions so i think it's kind of stuff like that where then it's like it's second eight it's, it's i've been there done this it's all and also i think it helps with perspective like even like when you're on set and it's like you're having a bad day and you're a little grumpy or whatever you think like you know we're making movies yeah you know we're yeah. not we're not yeah. we're not we're not we're not you know fighting for the freedom of the <laughs> of, of the world yeah. or the country you know we're, we're making movies we're making you know movies. we're making movies there's no like don't stress you know i think more so than that i mean attention to detail there's a lot of things that they teach you, like attention to detail you know which is really important i think in in a lot of us in, in life in general i think the military helps no matter what you do you can probably take away lessons of like things like that, like attention to detail and being prepared and, yes. you know, that kind of stuff, which I think benefits anybody. But it, I think it helps in the movies a lot because there's a lot of... Yeah, I'll say, I'll, I'll second that too, just in the sense of like, I didn't know that uh, working on set on HGAG is like the first time that I'd been behind camera to that extent. Uh, and so I learned you just people let people do what their job is. Like you don't want to necessarily blur whatever you're doing into whatever they're doing, because let's be honest, they're professionals and you know, they're potentially supposed to be the king of their world, king or queen of their world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like fascinated by that. Cause I was just like, Hey, can I help you guys do this? Can I help mm-hmm. you guys do this? And then like, I went back to the producer and he's like, no, don't help anybody. Don't help anybody. No. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can't. Like, it's, yeah. it's so more people. like knowing where 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 the spots are. Yeah. To like, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, what? Like, why, like, yes, this is something you can help with, or this is something like, no, we'd rather like, you know, the, these people do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's because that's yeah. what they're hired for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, can I move this over here? And they're like, no. Right. I mean, there's times like, hey, we're, we're gonna load, load all this stuff into a truck. You can help. Yeah, I can help that. Yeah, you can carry that stuff. You can help carry this heavy stuff right here. Yeah. Did either of you watch the premiere of True Detective last week? Um, so yeah, so I wasn't going to at first, but then my f- buddy of mine uh, is in it. So oh, nice. uh, Mike Broderick uh, plays oh. one of the FBI agents in a, uh, he comes up in the second episode, one of the part of that's assigned to the task force. Yes. So I did go ahead and watch it then because. Nice. The two episodes, correct? Yeah, two yeah. episodes. Yeah. So, he, so I did watch it. Did we all watch it? Did you watch it as yeah, well? Yeah, I watched both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, f- uh, a good friend of mine. I that, saw you post. He was yeah. in the, the town hall meeting. Did just the town hall. Oh, scene. Yeah, just awesome. one of the goofy guys with glasses. Well, uh, he lives in Arkansas. And so he, okay. he was a extra okay in the town so yeah my, my buddy mike is uh he's like one of the fbi agents they that comes in the same, second season in the or second, second episode, episode right sorry. they, they, they yeah. part they, ta- they mm-hmm. partner him up together so yeah. he's in a number of episodes in this nice. season with that character so it's pretty cool so yeah i just saw that and i, I have an unpopular opinion i like even season, about the first season uh, no i like season two better than season one <laughs> i haven't seen what? any of the first two seasons okay, what? Any. okay well, they're off. very different yeah, they're very different. They're completely different. I yeah. enjoyed the characters, the story, setting. The I, I like season two like way more than season. Colin one. Farrell's character is actually really cool. Yeah, uh, his whole dynamic with his son I thought was actually really cool. Like in season one, season two, two. Okay, in the first season is just Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then season two is Colin Farrell, and Vince Vaughn, Rachel Vince McAdams. Vaughn. Oh, all three. Okay. What's the other kid? Um, uh, uh, Taylor Taylor Kitsch, I think. Yeah, Taylor Kitsch. I will say that I, I, w- I went back through after watching the first two episodes of this newest season. 
uh, I went back through just to like IMDb everything, and the second season's ratings are so much lower. Oh no, it's it, right. My my season. my opinion is not the popular opinion. <laughs> my opinion is the opposite of what everybody else. But like, I guess you know what I I, I enjoyed it. it. Was more linear storytelling, and it was just I like Vince Vaughn playing characters that aren't other than the normal other Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn yeah. I kind of yeah, he's got this kind of thing to him, and, and I, so I just enjoyed it more. I mean, like mm-hmm. I get it. Like the 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 first one is a little more artsy, and it, it's yeah. got this kind of nonlinear storytelling, and and it's got McConaughey at like the height of the McConaissance. And, and so the I, McConaissance. you know, um, but like, I just enjoyed, you know, season two better. So like, that's an unpopular opinion. I know it. I, I don't, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, I get on social media and say that, and then they can write an article about people saying that, you know, I'm pretty excited. I, I'm a big Mahershala Ali fan. So I'm pretty excited yeah. to see where we're going. Oh, he's I, been, dude, the old age it. makeup on that's that. That's what yeah, I was saying great. to my friend. No, His Ooh, old age makeup is on point. It yeah. looks like it's way on It doesn't point. look like it's like, you know, because a lot of the times when they right. make young actors, you can tell like, it's funny. Yeah, no, no, that's yeah. looking. He looks like pretty good. Right. He's killing it these, lately, too. Like yeah, every career. Every yeah. 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 And you know, but it's funny is like, you look at these people, though, when they when they break, when they start to look, because you notice that with, you notice with a lot of actors, whether it's like Momo or him, like late, you know, in the last few years, and like these people that kind of break, they're always like, Late thirties, early forties. Yeah. yeah, like it, that's what it takes. Like it's something you know. People come to town. You're young, and sure, you might be the one you know that hits it as like Zac Efron or something, and like becomes yeah. like a a big star. But you notice a lot of these people like they work they, for yeah. fifteen Man, years. Man, I am to, before they that's, get their break. That's the, the the biggest advice that I'm given. Like my alma mater, whenever I go back home, is like you either break, you either get big before you're 22. Like you got to look mm-hmm. high school, or you got to wait until you're 35. Right, yeah. you, you look 35. Right. You know, like that's, yeah. it's, it's that you, you, there's a lot of, lucky a lot of in between, like but that, like, it's that it's but, those two. If you want to get right. I mean, look big. at, I mean, Mo's been working, like not even hasn't been working, but like this last, you know, obviously now this, this hit with Aquaman is like, and he has been like Strasphere, yeah. doing stuff like back, you know, from, yeah. for a long time, you know, and he's in Baywatch, Baywatch. Yeah. Game of Thrones and like some of this other stuff, you know, he didn't really speak in Game of Thrones, much, oh, but, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he doesn't understand because he doesn't watch Game of Thrones. Oh, I, so, so I've watched. Uh, my housemates have wa- made me watch four episodes. Okay, the pilot okay. for the first one. Yeah, the uh, red, red wedding. wedding. Nice. The other wedding with the the Joffrey. Joffrey's wedding. Yeah, yeah where he gets yeah. he gets poisoned. Uh, and the, and, and then, hopefully yeah. people have seen it at this point. Yeah, and then what? And then the uh, the episode where the other blonde kid who looks like Joffrey, who isn't Joffrey, watches his whole Tommy. town explode, Tommy. and then he throws uh, himself out. And, and he throws himself That's out. That's a great. That's a great opening. So, those are the four episodes I've seen. So I had I had never watched Game of Thrones. I had never watched oh, it. Oh, I'm shit. not really a magic-y horsey guy. No, no, I have now. But oh, I okay. hadn't watched it for like forever, like yeah. the longest time. And literally, like two weeks ago. I was sitting at home. I'm not, you know, the work's been so there's nothing going on. And I'm like, I feel like I've watched every movie and TV show that are, I have like all these, I have like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and all these things. And like all this, like unlimited <laughs> HBO. options. HBO. Did you do it? Did and you so I was like, you know it? what? I hear that people say it's good. I don't really, I'm not really a fantasy, like a swords and horses kind of guy. I'm not either. So, but I'm going to go ahead and get, I had nothing to do. It's like New Year's Eve or New Year's or something like that. It's like, I'm just sitting around the house. I'm going to give it a go. And I started watching it, and I was like, "This is actually good. This is actually good drama." And that God damn and it! And I literally, have to do it. and I literally, within a week, like a week, I binge watched all seven <laughs> seasons. Like I just watched because I wasn't working. I wasn't because yeah. well, there's like, only what like eight seven. episodes, it's like ten episodes, no, for, like the first, and then the last season. I think is only seven. Yeah. Yeah. But like I just like binge watched the whole thing and like caught up on all at one, all within a week, just in the last two weeks. So I had never <laughs> watched it, and now I'm like, now I know, you know, all about Everything, it. Like yeah. I had some issues with some of it, like yeah, uh, sure. uh, you know, but. 
a little more, a uh, little over sexualized. I thought in, in parts that didn't need to be uh, with kids specifically or um, just in well, just general? in general and like you know like also, the pilot of him the dude fucking his own twin sister at some point yeah he's just being creepy that whole angle like i know that she is like as sense turned out to be like somebody that they may be like the the, the big winner at the end and mm. she has an arc but i didn't necessarily like wasn't in love with the angle of like you know they may they they buy, sell her off to to aquaman and like he just oh, keeps raping her every day, yeah, he and then one day eventually, like she she's like she falls in love with him after, and it's like I don't know, so like that they're selling like, that rape can help. Yeah, you yeah, fall yeah, yeah right. And I was like, oh, I don't know God. that this is the right message we want to send. Yeah. Like, if you just keep raping her, eventually, because like then she <laughs> if truly, you rape it, they will come. Like eventually, she was like truly in love. Like by yeah, the no, end, like they were like like yeah. right, they had fallen in love, and it's like. Yeah. I don't know if I like that's a that's a message like I like sending on uh, in, in any format, but like yeah, I well, get it's it. not. It's not a message. I, I, I get the, the you know the. I think it would have been better almost if the arc would have been that she never was really like she was just using then like trying to make the best for situation to like further her own thing and like because yeah. like I didn't necessarily like that idea, but like she does become a very strong character and yeah. like you know it's like gets her dragons and, and, and does whatever and, I, you know, and, and stuff. But I did like that pilot, though. The pilot is great. The way it ends is a great ending. It's a, it's, yeah. it's, it's the pilot is when he, when he pushes out the window. Yeah. Gets pushed out yeah. The window. yeah. yeah. I did like the, I mean, I did like the pilot. I was, int- I was intrigued after right. I watched the pilot because I had seen the kid not walking in several episodes later. Oh. And I was like, hey, he's walking here. And then right. I just kept making jokes about how he, well, he yeah, was. So, yeah, I, I, I took me a week. I just sat at home and watched it for a week and... <laughs> I know I'm gonna have to do it. It, it was, is a good show. Yeah. I'm gonna have at, to the the day, it. at the end of the day, with all its issues, it's, it is a good show. Yeah. Let's uh, a, let's ask you one or two more questions, Thomas, before right. we get out of here. Okay. Um, so then, outside of the little bit of the nugget for submitting to film festivals, is there any other advice that you would give to somebody kind of aspiring, aspiring to yeah. be to, first time to, filmmaker, to, to, yeah. to not to, to to make a movie. Yeah. Like literally make a movie. Don't be an aspiring filmmaker, be a filmmaker and figure out how do I make a movie? And how do you make a movie? Like figure out what do you have? Like what do you, and I know this is some of this stuff is tired and in, 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 in the same advice that other people give you. The technology has gotten to a point now where you don't need much from a device to tell a story. Tangerine. Right. Three right. iPhone fives. Sure. You can shoot it on an iPhone. You can get it. But I mean like even like the, the, you know, like I can't, you can go on eBay right now and get a Canon T2i or T3i for probably a couple hundred bucks in a lens or whatever. And that's, and you can get a much more cinematic image than, than an, even an iPhone. Like, so uh, it is to try to make a movie. So, so find a story that you can tell. And like, and this is, this is not my own original advice. I think some of this I got from, from listening to Edward Burns talk, but like, cause he did newlyweds a movie recently mm-hmm. in the last few years for like $9,000 just cause he wanted to do it for that. And the thing is like, all right, well, what, who do I know? Like what locations can I get? You know, where can I set my movie? Cause mm-hmm. like, I think the hardest part, at least for me is, locations is finding good locations and places to, to, to actually shoot that, that, that look good and, and, and tell the story. So like, but kind of take stock of that. And like, is there a movie I can write based on, you know, these things? I know that like, Oh, my friend has a house and we can film there. Or, you know, we know, you know, this place out here and can I set something that, and then just go out and do it. And who cares if it's good or bad? Like, don't even like you want to make it. I'm not saying don't try to make it good. You want to yeah. do your best and make it good, but like get that movie, just get, get it, it done, done like, because you're going to learn so much from doing from actually making the movie mm-hmm. of what works. Just, you're going to learn just as much what doesn't work as what does work and like just go out and do it and then like try to get, you know, some people to see it and get it out there and, and, then, and then do it again and just keep doing yes. it. And like so many people 
I think they sit around like, oh, I've you know been working on my script for the last four years and I'm tweaking it and tweaking it and I keep waiting for somebody to knock on my door with that big check so I can <laughs> do it. And it's like, man, that might happen. It does happen sometimes, but for most times it doesn't not, happen. Yeah. So just, you know, continue to like, you just, you got to almost like force it and do it. And I think that goes for anything, whether you're an actor or director or anything like, you know, do it. You know, if you're an actor and you're not booking roles, make your own, mm-hmm. do your own short films or do your own things, write your own scenes. Like you can write scenes for your reel that don't even have to make sense. Like yeah. it's like, Hey, I you only need like 20 seconds. Right. Yeah. I just need like a 30 second scene. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be part of a larger story. Like you could do something, you know, where you just film it like, Hey, this is conversation. I got this cool spot. Looks good. You go out, you film it and you're working on your craft. And, yeah. and, and, and so like, so that's the big thing is just do it. If you're aspiring and you want to mm-hmm. do it, stop aspiring and do it. And like worry about the other stuff, you know, as, as it comes and just continue to work. And, and then, mm. You know, wait to break. Thomas Hennessy. Thomas Hennessy. Thomas Hennessy. Another time. <laughs> yes. On Hulu. It's on Hulu right now. Right now. You can also own it on Amazon or iTunes or things like Go that. Go out there and buy it. Yes, buy it. So buy that it. way this man can make some, some money, money off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah make it some money know. off of it. Sure. Well, uh, where can we find you on social media? So, uh, I know you said uh, you yeah. don't. So I do, no, honestly, I, I, I think social media is evil, but at the same time, I, I do have social media. It's unnecessary. And yeah. I'm happy to, con- to, to converse and discuss on social media. Uh, I'm on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter at Angry Jimmy Films. Angry Jimmy Films, A-N-G-R-Y-J-I-M-M-Y-F-I-L-M-S. Angry Jimmy Films. Excellent. Nice. Excellent. Thank you for coming in, Thomas. Anderson. Thank oh, dude, you. Thanks for having me. This is a blast, man. I love, yeah, I man. love it. Yeah, love it. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm Lenny Hernandez. I'm Jacob Fitch. We'll see you guys next week. You can hear LLA live every Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific time on Dash Talk Radio or at dashradio.com. LLA is produced by Guy Garner, hosted and engineered by Jacob H. and Lenny Hernandez.